Johnny, Euphonic. This is the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. Harmon on a blitz. Goff throws it to the right. Gilmore's there. Intercepted at the four. Harmon forced the pick, and Gilmore comes up with it. The Patriots pregame show is the world's largest virtual tailgate. Featuring fans of the six-time Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Brady on her center, gives to Michelle, runs it left, a dog in the end zone. Touchdown Patriots! Michelle for six. That's the offense I know. That's the offense we love. Hardy, Paul Perillo, and Mike Dassault are here to do the grilling as your host. This week, the Patriots are home against the Tennessee Titans. James White, cuts it up to the right arm, cuts it upfield, driving forward, diving to the goal line! It's still it's still touchdown! And a title for the Patriots! I can't believe it! Hardy, Paul Perillo, and Mike Dassault deuce, deuce. are here to get you ready for the game. It's football time, fellas. Let's get into it. Now, live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, Patriots Nation. Welcome to the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. Well, it seems like it's been a while, gentlemen, and uh, that's because it's been a while. You know what I'm saying? I do. Uh, Hardy and Mike Dussault and uh, Paul Perillo all here for the Patriots pregame show fueled by Duncan as the Patriots are home today to host the Titans of Tennessee in a much-heralded matchup between former player now-turned-head coach and Mike Vrabel. The disciple. I don't, what are we doing? I like that. that what are we doing? That wasn't bad. That was pretty all good. Right, I was was like, or should I have kept rolling with Just it? Just keep going. All right. No. Uh, disciple turned uh, opponent, and now the, the the okay. You probably shouldn't keep it going. You lost it. All right. How we doing, guys? How was Thanksgiving? It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, uh, I know it was. It was. It was nice. It was nice. Missing some of our family due to uh, sicknesses. Not oh, co- I'm non sorry. COVID related. All right. Just, Anyone uh, in your immediate family? Yeah. No. Oh. No. Oh. I don't know. What's my immediate family? Just my wife. Your and wife my and your children. No. Then no. No. Okay. Negative. You guys are all healthy, but my everyone. Sister. Okay. Everyone else on the mend. Yeah. Yeah. There's some flu going around. So, but oh, it was okay. it, otherwise it was nice. We had a nice a nice time and uh, Thanksgiving and football. Right here we are. All right, Polly Paul. Good Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's yeah, good. <laughs> it's amazing. Wasn't, wasn't I don't have amazing Thanksgiving. It wasn't anymore. my bet. You, you you laughed, so you asked. So I'll yeah. give you. I'll give you. Yeah, um, give it to I me. did have a little bit of an issue in my family, and I was banished by, by the rest of my family. Oh so no! My wife had Guess. to work, oh. and I had to stay home by myself with my boys. That was On it. Thanksgiving? Yes. Oh no! So it wasn't it wasn't the best Thanksgiving. I've I'm ever, sorry. Your wife is in the medical field. Correct. She had to work, and uh, because of our issues, we uh, were not allowed. <laughs> At my parents' house or my in-laws' house. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, but everything's good now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to wa- got to watch some football though. Uh, yeah, on and, Thanksgiving in um, three, well, two good games, and then you know, the Bills game wasn't such a such a great game. No, at night, but yeah, I spent the day watching football, and yeah. the only thing I was missing. Was Scott Hansen. I had no red zone. Oh, I had no one to pick. How on. did? Yeah, well, I just had to watch three games you, conventionally. Yeah, you don't need it. You're, you're no your overlap. Scott Hansen yeah. that day. You, you, you know? do your Scott Hansen yourself. Yeah, well, um, I had no one else to do it with because I was all by myself all day. And in true Lions fashion, they lose but cover, <laughs> which is you know all one can uh, hope for these days, or maybe a tie. Yikes! You know that's that's what this season is going to be like for the for the Lions. Uh, let us uh, tell you what's happening on the show today. We're going to go behind enemy lines with uh, John Glennon of uh, SI.com. John Glennon. Um, we will take care of our over-unders. We'll get to the uh, uh, Sunday six-pack. It's been so long, I don't even know what happened in the last one. But, uh, you know, I'm sure some of us did well and others not so well. Yeah. <clears throat> 
But before any of that happens, gentlemen, we must get the keys to today's game. Why did you leave the keys up on the table? You wanted to. You've waited all week for it. The whole team's in the locker room right now just listening to this, waiting to hear what you're going to say. Without these keys, the Patriots are destined and doomed to fail. Here are Hardy, Paul, and Mike's keys to the game. Why did I steal your key to the game also? Uh, you have the key. You have the right one. Keys to the game without these keys. Patriots are destined to fail today in their big matchup against the Tennessee Titans. So, um, uh, gentlemen in the locker room, turn it up. Uh, or if you're on headphones, you know, just put the noise canceling on. Make sure you get everything we have to say here. As uh, Mike Dussel will be the first to favor us with his key to today's game. Oh, that's great, Michael. I'm, just, I'm picturing them all gathered around the, uh, the the radio like little orphan Annie. But right. Uh, <clears throat> so I think I think. The complexion of this game has changed a little bit over the week. I mean, I think we knew Derrick Henry and, and Julio Jones were going to be out, but the attrition continues for the Titans. So I, I, I think what, you know, maybe initially coming down the pike, but it felt like, well, this is a battle for first place. And we're, I, this is a game now I think the Patriots just kind of have to take care of business and have to win. Uh, and so my key is, is just simply win the line of scrimmage. I think that's been a big key for them over this five-game win streak. Offensively, defensively, I think the offensive line has played really well. Getting the run game going, I think that's become really the Patriots' offensive identity, being able to, to run the ball and, you know, not only early and quote-unquote establish the run, as everyone likes to say, but, you know, I think finishing the games in the end and, and being able to run the clock out and, you know, just, just put the, put Mac into manageable distances and, and, and all that on third down. So defensively, same thing. I think this is still a Titans team that, you know, I, I think likes to exert their will, so to speak, uh, on both sides of the wall, of ball as well. So I, I just think that's where it starts. I think if this team's going to have any chance today, it's going to be because the Titans' offensive line is able to get some push, able to open some holes. Uh, if the Patriots' offensive and defensive line are able to shut those things down, uh, I think it's going to be a long day for, for the Titans, especially on offense. So win the line of scrimmage is, is my key for today. All right. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, them missing Derrick Henry, it, it can't go – it can't be overstated. I believe he is still the second leading rusher in the NFL. Yeah. And he hasn't played since week eight. I mean, that guy was everything to that offense, and without him, you really don't have a choice, Dede. It's like you said, it it, it, it has gone from a game that weeks ago you circled and said, this is a tough Barometer. one. You know, like, well, it's fine where we line match up against a real good – it's it's not the same. And now after long rest, it's like, oh, you got to win this game today. Yep. You are home against a team missing their best offensive weapon – you have to win this game. Do you feel the same way, Paul? I, I do, and I think my key sort of dovetails nicely into what Mike just talked about because I feel like you have to put this game in Tannehill's uh, hands, and if you're the Patriots, that means winning the line of scrimmage. It means uh, you know stopping anybody that they want to try to run. Deontay Foreman uh, is... I think a serviceable sort of uh, journeyman kind of guy. He's not a star. Uh, I think his career has been a little bit of a disappointment. I, I, I thought he had some potential to be a little bit more than he has been in his career, but he's a guy that's not without talent. So don't let him get going. Don't let the Titans play the way they want to play, which is running the ball and using hard play action with Tannehill taking some shots down the field. All of his receivers are out. All of his running backs are out. Even some of his offensive liners is out. Don't let this game get into the situation where Tannehill's making plays. Put it on on his shoulders, and he'll make mistakes. You should be able to get out of there. With I think Mike is right. I think this is a must win at this point. I'll give you my key in a moment, but the first call we have to go to today is a gentleman I only met yesterday calling from Nassau, Bahamas. This is Archie on the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. Archie, I gave you the number. I didn't know if you were going to call, and here you are. Oh, What's up? Man, you know I was going to call. 
I know. Archie is the biggest Philadelphia Eagles fan, knows more about the NFL than fly, all three of us put together. Eagles fly. Archie, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good, man. I, I took a guy to the airport this morning. He's a Steeler fan. And I was telling him, oh, man. And he's like, dude, how do you know so much about football? And I'm like, only football. I can't take soccer, so. I'm loving football. <laughs> and the Eagles play today, and if they, they get it right, we're going to be okay. But you guys are leading the division, and I think you're going to win it again this year. I didn't know how you guys do it, but, man. It's uh, it's pretty good now. The Eagles should be able to take care of that. They have the Giants today, right, Archie? Yeah. Yeah, a chance Arch- to get to 500 today. Yeah. The Eagles. Yo, dude, I'm telling you, this, this is going to work. <laughs> you know something? Guess what? I, I think this. They're starting to imitate the Patriots because it's like what you guys are doing. Ain't nobody seen it coming. Uh, there's something to that, and uh, but they are they are far too inconsistent now, for me well, to really get behind. All the teams that Philadelphia them. plays all also getting decimated with injuries. Is, <laughs> is that how they're following the Patriots? Yeah, the, motto? The, the Patriots are getting lucky with some of the uh, injuries in their opponents, Archie. But listen. Thank you so much for yesterday. Uh, it was great meeting you, and thank you even more for calling in, buddy. I really appreciate it. Uh, now, nah, guess what? You're going to hear from me on a regular. Cause oh, that's awesome. Guys seem to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my radio set that I, I can get you guys on a regular. Patriots.com. It's very yeah. easy to find us. Patriots.com, Archie. Thanks again for yesterday, and we'll talk to you again soon, buddy. Okay, guys, have a good one. All you right. too, Archie. Take care. All right. That's pretty cool. Look at how look at how cool Making Hardy friends is. around the world. Look at how cool. You're just bringing people together. Yeah, people I, together. I got to tell you, we met so many nice people on our vacation, and the, the, the last person we met, the guy who took us to the airport yesterday, was Archie. And I'm not kidding you. Uh, just out of nowhere, he starts talking about the NFL, and he is naming, like, backup running backs around the league and talking about how they – and. A spot on with all of his analysis. I'm like, oh, you got to call in. You got to call in. He's like, yeah, call in. And you didn't think you would. Uh, I, I, he, you know, I, I, you tell people, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, I could. I, 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 you know, he, oh, I'm going to call. I'm going to call. We were talking. We were talking about a lot about the Patriots when I said, you know, we were from Boston. We were flying back to Boston. He starts talking about Belichick. He starts talking about Mac Jones. He starts talking about the receivers he had at Alabama. He's talking about this. He's talking about that. And, you know, we talked, 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 and at the very end, I said, you know, I work for the Patriots. He's like, no way. And I said, why don't you call into our show tomorrow? He says, I'm going to call. Yeah. And he did. And he so did. That was great. He that's, kicked us off. It's too bad when they played the Eagles this summer, we could have we could have used them to call in uh, during the pregame show for that. We should have been our behind enemy yeah. lines. Uh, <laughs> n- n- <laughs> right? Next, next time around, hopefully we save the number. Ar- I don't know. <laughs> Archie in the Bahamas. Yeah, if we, if we save this number, that would be fantastic. Um, you know, earlier when, you know, Matt asked us for our uh, – you know, behind enemy lines things. And I was trying to come up with a, you know, a clever Thanksgiving uh, metaphor for it about stuffing those turkeys, stopping the running backs at the line of scrimmage. Couldn't but come up with one. I really couldn't Carve come up. The only one I came up with was gobble up the leftovers. You know, if there's any loose balls <laughs> flying around out there today, uh, whether you interceptions, uh, fumbles, just take, essentially take care of the football, but really capitalize on opportunities. Yeah. Uh, the, the Titans turned the ball over a lot, I believe, against Houston. And, you know, really a, a, a game that they should not have lost, injuries or not. Right. I agree with that. So if that happens again, make sure you make them pay for those mistakes. Yep. So gobble up the leftovers and uh, stuff the turkeys and, uh, I don't know, yep. what? Candy the yams. 
carve them up. I was trying to I was trying to come up with, okay, yards after the catch. What could yam be? <laughs> yards after I, I, after you make the catch. Ah, yards, yards after, after mistake. Yards after mistake. Ah, damn it, Paul. Now you tell me. Well, uh, oh. all right. I'm <coughs> a little bit slow this morning. I, I like it though, Hardy. <laughs> I think uh, a game like this, it's it, it's just a different kind of feel, and I think. They've been better with the mistakes and stuff, but I think that that's something today where you're playing a team that's shorthanded, that that's really stuff you got to avoid. Those are the kind of things, especially early, that could really give the Titans kind of an early boost, and I'd love to see the Patriots continue to kind of clean up the mistakes, clean up the turnovers. I think that'll be big today, especially early, just setting the tone, get yeah. off to a good start, you know? Yeah, um, and as far as Vrabel is concerned, you know, he said all the right things earlier this week. He said, look, this isn't a battle against me, against Bill. And I know that we've, I've, you know, with me as the head coach, we have won the games that we have played so far. It doesn't matter. It's always the players on the field who win or lose the games. There's no other juice at stake, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe him. I, bl- I, I believe that for all these guys, and not just because it's Vrabel, but be, you know whether it's Bill Belichick or Tom Brady playing his former team mm-hmm. or Steph Gilmore when he's going up against him, of course there's something personal. And there has to be something personal with Vrabel today. There has to be. Yeah, I agree. I just don't know how important it is, um, You know how much of an impact, I should say, right. it, it will have on the game just because of what Mike has been talking about with uh, the nature of the Titans, um, and, and I and I do wonder, you know, they, they have. I think they have the bye next week, right? Um, I I just wonder if they're just looking at this game like let's just get, get let's go up there, let, let's try to, you know, put as much of a fight up as we can, and let's just get out of there. We'll have a bye, you know, eight and four. We'll come back. We still got plenty to still yeah. play for. Jacksonville on the other side of the you know, bye for them. Yeah, you, get, you got a soft schedule to finish with um, for them, so they still have. The ability to achieve some of the goals that they that they want, but I I just think it's a really tough spot with all those those guys out today for them. Yeah, I mean I thought Vrabel just sounded beleaguered. Defeated. I mean he just sounded so low energy. That was what was surprising, just the tone of his voice. And I mean I think more than the competitiveness between them, of course, it's just he understands the what what Belichick's going to kind of have in store for them today and, and how tough it's probably going to be without their top weapons. And, I mean, that's the hope that, that this Patriots team continues to build on what they've done and, and take care of business today rather than, oh, this is a matchup that's really going to tell us who they are and where they're at. It's, it's, it's about continuing what they've been doing the last few weeks, building off of those things, cleaning up the mistakes, post-Thanksgiving football, that, that, all that cliche stuff. Uh, and, and, you know, just putting them in their place where they need to be. And, and I think that after this, you get turn the page to Buffalo. Two, in, two out of the next three weeks going to be some big games coming up. All right. Uh, let us go behind enemy lines, gentlemen. Let's do it. You know the view from New England. We go behind enemy lines. But what about the view from the other side? Well, I'm doing great, even though I miss being there with you guys. And that's why you're our favorite uh, pregame show uh, guest yeah. here every year. You guys know you tell everybody that. Time now to go behind enemy lines. My God, it's coming right for us! From SI.com, we bring in John Glennon at Glennon Sports on Twitter. And as somebody was very quick to point out earlier, Paul, on Twitter... Uh, someone asked us, uh, is this the Titans reporter who wouldn't give the score prediction? No. No, this, this, is, not. this is not. John, we may have even talked to you about this before. I'm sure Paul remembers the guy's name. I think it was Jeff. Uh, Jeff Legwald? No. <laughs> was that, is that, did he cover the Titans? 
He did. Uh, he did years ago for yeah. the Tennessee, and that is a possibility. Yeah. Huh? So he's the only one that we've ever had in the show. We've been doing it for ten plus years now. He's the only one that refused to give us a score prediction. Yeah, but not. <laughs> so yet. we always have poked poked fun at him. Obviously, you know, good nature. He's a legend. Yeah. yeah, and he's a legend. Hey, what's going on, John? Thanks for uh, joining us here this morning on the uh, Patriots pregame show. Um, we're talking about their injuries for the Titans. It's just got to be uh, it's it's got to be tough, just you know, holding on and waiting and thinking. You know, when can you get back to that team that you were? You know, during the first seven eight weeks. Yeah, I mean that's really the uh, you know the question this week for the Titans is is what kind of team they're going to field today and. Unfortunately, it's uh, you know for them, it's looking like a lot of names that they uh, you know don't usually see. Uh, certainly, the more recognizable list is those who are out, you know, and that includes you know AJ Brown, Julio Jones, uh, Bud Dupree, uh, you know Derrick Henry. Obviously, the list goes on and on. And uh, you know, I, I think the one number maybe that that kind of spells it out best for the Titans right now is. They've used 82 players this year, and the NFL record uh, for using players in one year is 84. Wow. There's a good chance they'll pass that today, and that's week 12. So that about sums it up for the Titans right now. John, along those lines, on, on offense, what do you kind of expect from, from these backup weapons at running back and, and, and tight end and, or, and wide receiver? Who do, you, who do you see kind of trying to step up and, and fill some of the void? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a challenge for sure. They, they come into the game, you know, nobody's had more than 23 catches this year among the receivers of players in this game, and then nobody's had more than 23 rushes of players in this game. But, you know, maybe some names to look out for. I, I think they, you know, they kind of like the potential of this Dontrell Hilliard, uh, you know, came in last week, uh, really the first game that, that he played for them, um, you know, had eight catches and then seven runs for 35 yards. Uh, Deontay Foreman is a guy that's been with them for a while and shown some potential as a running back, so he'll get some carries today. Uh, and then the, the cast of characters at a wide receiver is interesting. I think you know probably when your number one option is a guy named Nick Westbrook Akina, uh, that that might you know kind of kind of go a long way in explaining things. Um, you know, Nick's kind of a good you know spot receiver from time to time, but he'll play a bigger role today. Another veteran, Chester Rogers, you know, we'll, we'll get some passes thrown his way. Uh, and then there's a rookie, you know, Des Fitzpatrick, who really, uh, you know, just kind of made his first impression really in the last week or two, caught a touchdown pass, but also made a mistake or two that, that may have resulted in a pick. So uh, I expect a conservative game plan, uh, you know, uh, for the Titans offensively, certainly. Uh, when we were listening to Mike Vrabel this week, and we were just talking about this before you came on and joined us, uh, we, we thought he sounded a little bit uh, low-key, low-energy. Did you sense that at all, um, you know, from, from him this week and from the team? If You know, maybe um, almost to the point where they're a, little, a little bit defeated with all of the, the injuries that have taken place? It's a little bit, yeah, of, of that kind of situation, like what can happen next? You know, it's, it's kind of incredible uh, this run that they've gone on in terms of injuries. And I think, you know, as much as they try not to, I think everybody is kind of looking ahead a week when they get the, at last, they get their bye week, and, and, you know, maybe they can start to reverse this process. Um, but it's, it's just, yeah, as I say right now, it's, it's, every time you turn around, uh, you know, another one or two players going down. And, and, you know, a lot of times it's not even been in games, it's been in practices during the week. You think you're, you're fairly safe, and then boom. You lose a, another player or two. So, yeah, I, I think there's a, a little bit of a sense of, of disbelief. Um, but, you know, they, they have been pretty good, you know, under under Rabel in, in games where they've been underdogs, uh, you know, games in which no one has given them a shot 
Uh, so they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll at least uh, give a solid effort today. I just think, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a case of being overmatched, but, but we'll see. Uh, defensively, how are the Titans right now? Uh, you know, we, we obviously know about uh, the the people missing, you know, from from the offense, and we you talked a lot about the different receivers that Tannehill's trying to develop chemistry with. How are they defensively in terms of where they were from the beginning of the season? Yeah, it's a it's a better situation defensively. Uh, you know, it couldn't get much worse than, than what the offense is dealing with right now. Um, you know, they've got some standout players that, that'll be playing and that are in good form today. You know, I think the names kind of to look out for on the, on the you know, defensive interior line, Jeffrey Simmons and, and Danico Archer really both having, having great years. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons as a, you know, as a, as a down line, an interior guy already has seven and a half sacks. Autry has five. Uh, edge guy that, that some in, in you know, your neck of the woods might be familiar with, a Boston College guy, Harold Landry. Um, as 10 sacks already, it's a, you know, it's a career high for him. He's really been playing well. And then, you know, it's that safety, Kevin Byard, uh, you know, is, is back to kind of his Pro Bowl, uh, or all pro form. He's got five picks already this year, and he's got a really good compliment there in, in Amani Hooker at safety. So they've got some, some strong players defensively. I think where they're a little shaky is interior linebacker. They may be missing two or three of their top players there and, and a cornerback the depth is a little spotty after after the starters Fulton and Jenkins uh, but but they're better off defensively than they are offensively for sure along those lines John how do you see the defense kind of matching up against the run it, it seems like they had a re- really good start to the year and you know that's really the key for the Patriots I feel like today running the ball uh, do you see do you feel like the run defense is going to be really adversely affected missing their two inside linebackers yeah, that's that's the key question right there. You know, one of them is uh, they're certainly going to be without Rashawn Evans. They're going to be without David Long, and, and those are probably your two starters right there. And then Jayon Brown, who's also kind of a, a starter caliber player, he's questionable. We'll see in a few minutes whether he goes or not. Um, but that that is one thing the Titans have been uh, greatly better at this year is stopping the run. You know, I, I think they're they're a top ten team right now, so. I think that's going to be the key for them is if they can play well defensively, if they can then handle the, the Patriots running attack, which has been so good, you know, maybe make Mac Jones a little bit uh, less comfortable than he'd like to be in the, in the passing game. Um, you know, if they can keep it close or maybe if they can get a little little bit of a lead and, and again, you know, make the Patriots a little bit more uncomfortable than, than what they've been in here in games lately. That's about the, the um, you know, really the, the best game plan, I think, for the Titans right now. John, I, first of all, I wanted to correct myself. I, I gave you the wrong writer from Tennessee. It was actually Paul Kuharski that, uh, that wouldn't uh, make the pick. It was uh, not Jeff. Yes. So I want to I want to get Jeff right off the hook. There. We regret the error. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we, we regret the error. Uh, I wanted to ask you before we let you go, John, uh, just about Ryan Tannehill and just his ability to you know th- this is one of those games. Obviously, he's not he's not going to have a lot of help. You talked about. You know just how little experience all of the guys around him have with 23 rushes and 23 catches is the most um, that he's going to have to work with today. Is he capable of sort of, you know, putting the team on on, on his back and 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 finding a way to to, to come into Foxborough and, and pulling off the upset? Yeah, you know, we've seen uh, ups and downs this year for Tannehill more so than we have seen in in his first two years. Um, and that, that's a very good question. You know, I thought certainly when, when Derrick Henry went down, attention shifted to, to Ryan Tannehill and, 
and really that was you know on him at the time hey put this team on your shoulders this is your chance to shine this is your chance to say hey i'm not just a guy who hands the ball off to derrick henry i can do more uh and as i say it's been up and down um he's already thrown more interceptions this year you know than, than he did all of last year and and the touchdown to interception ratio uh you know only 13 to 12 right now and and you know for those of us who watched Tannehill kind of resurrect his career the last two seasons, it's been kind of a surprise. And, and granted, uh, you know, as we've talked about, there are a lot of qualifiers involved here. And, and you know, certainly his cast of receivers has been depleted and, and rotating. Offensive line has, has struggled like it has not before. At the same time, though, you know, you, you can't have the kind of turnovers that Ryan Tannehill has had so far this year. Last week alone, Four against the Texans, and and you know that's the bottom line that that really lost them the game. So this is this is Tannehill's opportunity, you know, to, to really shine and and say uh, again that I'm not just a, a guy who hands the ball off to Derrick Henry. Uh, tough circumstances, but you know if anybody's going to carry this offense, he has to be the guy. All right, John. Well, uh, it's Paul Karharski time, where right. you either give us a, a prediction or you snub us, and then we speak ill of you for years to come. And I'll call you by I a know, different name in five years. Yeah, right. <laughs> You'll be misidentified by Paul anyway, so it won't matter. That's right. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I may have talked to you guys before, and, and that was brought up, yeah, I, I think it's uh, the other time, too. So, yeah, you guys don't, don't forget about these things. No, and you know what? We're, as we we're, were talking before the show today, we're doing the same jokes off the air to do. We're doing John Glennon. You know, it's it's all the same crap with us year after year, so that's nothing new. That's all right. Well, I, I don't want my name to go down in the record book, so uh, I'll, I'll go with uh, – uh, I got to go with the home team up there. I just think uh, you know the Titans are, are very depleted. The Pats are red hot. Uh, I will go with the Pats, uh, probably twenty twenty seven to thirteen today. I think it's uh, it's going to be a tough one for the Titans. So there you go. I'm no Paul Kuharski. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> John, great stuff. We appreciate it as always. Uh, read him on Twitter. Uh, at Glennon Sports, uh, John Glennon from SI.com. Appreciate it, John. Thank you. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, we'll thanks, see you John. later. John Glennon, there he goes. Not afraid to give a prediction. 27-13. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. Okay. I don't know. That's I what I always it. say. I could know. see that kind of a game unfolding. Yeah. A couple. Uh, can I throw a couple stats out at you? Just stats. Oh, that? please. Um, Latan Hill, and Paul brought this up this week. Um, the Titans are 2-4 and four this season when he throws more than 30 passes. He's 1-6 and six against the Patriots in New England. Six touchdowns, 11 interceptions. That one win was the playoff game where he completed like eight passes. I think he threw for 79 yards or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was unnecessary. So that, that kind of lines up. Another interesting stat kind of coming out of that was, you know, they've only given up 200-yard rushers all year, week one against Arizona, and then somehow the Jags put up 198 yards on them. Otherwise, they've held everybody under 100 yards. So I, I think that's a, an interesting little point there, the matchup of the run defense. Can the Patriots kind of – Keep things rolling because I think if the Patriots are under 100 yards today, it's going to be an interesting game on how they how they pull it out without really having a productive running day, 120, 130 plus. Yeah, and you know, just points wise, I know the Chiefs have been struggling, but they held the Chiefs to three points. Uh, you know, 16 against the Rams, and you know, it's just I I I don't think it's easy to score on. And as John said. Defense not anywhere near as banged up as the offense is right now. Yeah, some select spots. Yeah. Can I ask, um, you have the game-by-game there for Tennessee? Yeah. What did Jonathan Taylor do against them? Uh, Indianapolis had 83 rushing yards total. I don't have the official uh, total. In both games? Uh, 87 and 83. Now, that's impressive because that's the way that the the Colts are built, um, and they were able to hold them down. Now, 
the Colts, a lot of turnovers in both games. The Colts though. still scored points in those games, even yeah, though they didn't win them. Taylor had 70 yards in that game. Yeah, 25-16, uh, the first one for the Titans to win, and then the second one was 34-31. So both uh, overtime was the second one, right. too. So close games, a lot of turnovers, though. The first one, Titans had three turnovers, and the Colts had none. The second one, Titans had two, Colts had three. So close games. Um, Paul, could you at some point, it doesn't have to be right now, at some point, find out from your medical field spouse <laughs> why they say stat when they want something immediately in the hospital. I will. I will. Okay, because I'll, you I'll said stats. Yeah, give me stats. And I would, I'd like, yeah, stat. Give me the stats. Stat. Why stat? What is it? It's got to be short for something or an acronym for something. So. I want to Google it. Okay. I'm Googling it now. Oh. I don't know. Google it, Maz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, we will go to Pat in Agawam, out in the parking lot. Cousin Patty, what's happening, buddy? Latin. Yeah, it might have to be Patty in Foxborough today, guys. All oh, right. Hey, nice. Oh. <laughs> Good call, so Pat. Thanks. Quick, oh, more? One quick thing, be- one quick thing before, uh, before I get to my point is, guys, the Patriots and about 15 trips here, and Foxborough have only lost once, and that was John Elway's Broncos in 95. And as you know, Holly. Different team. Wow. Elway never lost to the Patriots. No. So it's looking And with his 100 pounds of teeth running yeah. around out there beating us every time they played. We wow. are killing the Patriots. Call the National Guard. <laughs> I was at that game, too. Yeah. What is your other so, point uh, on the game today? Well, first of all, Pat, how's the tailgating going? Oh, awesome. Okay. Awesome. Here with my oldest daughter. It's her first Patriots game, so we're just. We're just chilling. I'm growing up some uh, some egg, some eggplant parm for her. I'm making myself uh, some broth. Looking good. Looking good, guys. All so, right. Um, I know next week is a big is a big week, but we can't look past these these guys. I mean, I think um, for as depleted as they are, I I still like at the point I made during this week. I think Rage is going to have his guys ready, and I think this might be a little you know our, your your butt might get a little clenched and. In some points of this game, but I think we end up we end up pulling out twenty seven to seventeen, and let's freaking go, baby! I'm I'm ready to go. All right, I don't appreciate the language in front of your daughter, but uh, all, all, all the best, Pat. And uh, <laughs> allow me to say that eggplant parm is one of the top six things I do not want at a tailgate. That just does not <laughs> sound. He's a vegetarian. Uh, whatever. Okay, uh, you know turkey burgers. <laughs> Or no, that doesn't work for a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, that's garden right. burger. <laughs> Imp- don't eat the no Impossible meat. burgers that Eric tells us taste the same. No, they don't. Uh, no, they really don't. Now they are tasty, but they don't taste the if same. If you have enough ketchup and you know, yeah, condiments, you know, mayo, you, pickles, uh, onions. Pat, thanks for the call, buddy. Have a good time of the game. You got it. You know what it makes those uh, Impossible burgers really taste good? No, Chick Fil A sauce. Oh, if you get, fool yourself. Not only can you grab a couple extra when you're at the Chick Fil A. You can buy it in a bottle, like at Target. Ah. They sell the Chick-fil-A sauce. That sounds good. Squeeze a little bit on the plate, dip the Impossible Burger in that. Can I just have a regular burger with it? Is that? Yeah. Man? I like how he says you can buy it in a bottle. It <laughs> sounds like Tessio. It's <laughs> the old-fashioned with the, what, the, with the handle. With the, with we the, could put it in the back. And somebody could get in there. So stat, Latin. I thought it was statim, statum, which means instantly or immediately. So it's a Latin thing. I don't oh. Know. I guess... I guess like you know, you, we, we feel the need in an emergency to go back to Latin, and that you know, <laughs> let's go back to the root word. You really 
drive across how much Let's of an emergency it is. Let's around here. This is original. I'm speaking Latin, <laughs> which happens in horror films and emergency rooms. Right. Okay? <laughs> oh, Excommunicados. <laughs> it is not heresy. I will not recant. Todd in Greenville up next on the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. Hello, Todd. Hey, guys. I just got a, a quick question. Who... Name one player that if they make a re- if they have a really good game, not not one of the normal ones, but just somebody like my pick is Jalen Mills. If he has a good game, I think we win. I think we win going away. Oh, I like that. Uh, okay, shut them down. All right. So but, just give me a give me a guy each one of you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow. God, cooking up a little bathtub crank there in uh, Greenville this morning. I, I, yeah. I'd go front seven. I'd go Barmore. I mean, Judon's probably one he doesn't want because that's an obvious one. That's but if an one of those guys one. are getting, you know, Barmore or. Godchow guy. I think if those guys are getting pressure and, and control the line, I think they'll be okay. I, I don't. I mean, Jalen Mills, coverance, who? Who? <laughs> who? Nick I don't Westbrook, Aquina. He took him out of the game. I don't know. That that I, I go up front. Okay, you can you can answer the question without crapping on his answer. Oh, you can. Yeah, that I'm is. Sorry, you can I'm if sorry. you want. That's I'm saying that's an option. That's too. He has a smile on his face when I he's taking rocket shots at you yeah. all the time. Right what knife. do we call that? A friendly assassin? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he really is. I like that. Uh, not like so it. friendly. No. How about a guy? Give me a guy. Give me a jag. Lawrence if he ha- give me a jag, if he has a good game, then they'll win. I, I Jawan Bentley. <laughs> Just name, name, All right. name a random guy. <laughs> that's a good one, Jawan Bentley. That's a that, that's a good answer. Uh, I, I would. I mean, I, I could give you any anybody in this game. Cody, like, Cody I, Davis. I, I think if the offensive, can I just use the offensive line as like a, a collective, or do I say like Shaq Mason? I'll just pick one offensive lineman. I, how about Winovich? Ooh, good one, good one. <laughs> Is he playing? I don't know. He was out there yesterday mixing it up. They're all uh, celebrating, uh, or on Friday, I guess, uh, getting all amped up for the big Michigan-Ohio State tilt. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was. Uh, it was. It was fight song. Big day. one for uh, for Harbaugh. Yeah, good for him. Whatever. I, I can't I just, stand him. I can't yeah. stand. I know that you team. guys can't stand. Him. I, I I'm not a huge fan of Jim Har. I, I like John Harbaugh. I, know I like around John here too. People don't like him. I but, still don't mind him. Um, I was j- I was happy that Michigan won that game because I just hate the Big Ten and that 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 ups the the chances that there's no Big Ten team in the playoffs because I think if Michigan loses the Big Ten championship and then they all have two losses oh yeah and you know that that that's a possibility oh I would I would go so far as to say it's a likelihood because they're <laughs> oh, let's just face it they're they haven't won as I mean, g- as good as they are they're not that good yesterday notwithstanding. Their track record under Harbaugh in any kind of game of importance is not good. I can't believe he's held on to his job after losing to Michigan State and Ohio State as many times that as Michigan he has. That Michigan State game that they lost, and I know that you're a huge Spart- Sparty sure. guy, yeah. right? And we were watching it together. I was I was texting you back and forth. Yeah. They had no business losing that game. No, Michigan. zero. 16-point lead None. in the second half. They no. were dominating. Done. And they found a way to lose. Of course they did. Because he's not a great coach. Yeah. He's a good coach. Which I thought he was a really good coach. I mean, he had done really, really well, you know, coming coming up. And he went to Stanford. Then he got the, the Niners job. He completely turned the Niners around, got him to the Super Bowl. And then, you know, it, w- it went bad. He goes to Michigan and he can't, like, he can't win. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I say he can't win, I mean, I know they're, whatever, 10 and 1 this year. But he has not been as as uh, effective as as you would think they they should be. What's that big defender's name? Hutchinson? Is that the, the big uh, yeah, it's, DN uh, kid? It's Witch's face's Steve uh, Steve's son. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's a big boy. See, you speak me. You knew exactly what mm. I was talking about. Like, there's, there's only a couple Hutchinsons Steve? that I know. 
Yeah, he's supposedly a top five pick. He seems like he's one of those kind of guys. Uh, he had a great game yesterday, too. Let's go to uh, Eric in Connecticut here on the uh, Ace Ticket Hotline, 855-PATS-500. Eric, thanks for joining us. What's up? Hey, I'm sorry. I, I think he must have misheard me. It's Aaron. Oh, Aaron. Okay. What's up, Aaron? No, you're good. You're good. Um, I just called because I, I finally got tickets to a game. I'm going to the Buffalo game next week on a Monday night game with the Patriots. And um, you guys do this all the time. So I, I, what, what is a good time? to show up to because I'm from Connecticut obviously I drive all the way out to Buffalo oh. um, what, what, what is a good time to be there and uh, yeah you're going to do some tail, you're going to do some tailgating or are you going right into the game um I got friends that's going to be there they'll probably be tailgating uh, but for the most part after a six seven hour drive from Connecticut to Buffalo I just want to chill and watch the game yeah for the most part I, I I mean I'd say get there at least you know two hours early maybe a little bit more just sure. so you, you're able to get through the lines I've never been to Buffalo and so it I can't is speak uh, to that, it, it is a, a sort of um it, it's in a neighborhood so it's kind of it can get kind of hairy with traffic so you want to be there early really yeah okay okay so about two three hours in town yeah 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 that's what okay. I would do yeah. And I, I, it's Buffalo, so it might be snowing, too. So that's another... Probably. Yeah, yeah factor that in, too. Would you like us to weigh it for you, Eric? <laughs> Aaron? Excuse me? <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. All right. But I would like to ask, um, as far as the Buffalo Bills go, does losing uh, that cornerback, White, is that, a, is that a big blow for them? Is that yep. something that's like, that yeah. we should be... Okay, I, I kind of figured that. Like, yeah. That's, um, so we went in the division, is what you're saying. Uh, Fingers crossed. I, yeah, it, I mean, we'll see what the Buffalo the Buffalo games holds, but yeah, that's a huge injury for that defense. I think that a lot a lot of what they do is predicated on it. it it's kind of similar to Gilmore. When, you know, when yeah. Gilmore was in his heyday here, a lot of what they did defensively stemmed on him taking the other team's best player out of the game and and going from there. Now they won't have that ability. Right. Uh, enjoy your time next week in Buffalo, Aaron. Thank you, gentlemen, and y'all keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job all the time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Sarah. Have a good one. That's uh, I, I have never been to a game in Buffalo. I hear it's a great time. Not me neither. I, my sister went to a bunch. It's it's a great place for a game. They're into it. I I did go uh, as a fan once. Yeah, uh, and did did not overly enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Is I that did. right? Yeah. I'm got sorry some, to hear you got that. Got some Paul. guff from the uh, Bills fans. Um, yeah, a little bit. A little guff. Yeah, a little bit. It's it's an interesting place. Let's put it that way. Uh, Zoe hates it. Yeah. Um, hates going there. It's you a, know, it's a terrible bus ride in. You get pelted with like full beer cans. He said, like you know, grandmothers in their yes. house coats coming out on their front steps and flipping off the to Patriots bus as they go by. Right. Yeah. A it, hostile environment. Nice. This is one. Sometimes I think Zoe is guilty of the hyperbole. Yeah. This is not one of those cases. I think that's an accurate depiction of what it's like going in. It's like going to a war zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go incognito. Uh, let's go to Steve in New York. He has something uh, about Mac Jones today. What do you got for us, Steve? Hey, yeah. I uh, just want to see how you guys doing today. Good. Great. Good. Uh, I just have a Great. question. So a lot of rookies, like the defensive scheme is always to, to blitz. And listen, what can a rookie do to punish the blitz so they back off? Make Make plays. Yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta get the hot receiver. You gotta you get the ball in the right places uh, at the right time and and stay composed. You have to know where it's coming. I mean, a lot of the the success against the blitz is before the snap, right? Yeah. Yes. And I think that's where Mac is uh, really improved as the season's gone along. And 
you know, I, I don't think that they're a big, uh, you know, pay for, you know, make you pay for, for the blitz, but I think he's done a good job. It hasn't been a, you know, it hasn't been terrible against the blitz for Mac Jones. He's he's done a, a pretty good job of it, but yeah, you just got to make plays. Yeah, pre-snap, you know, identifying, knowing where it's coming from, getting getting it out quick, everything Paul said. I think he's done a pretty good job, and that's where the, the progress continues to come, I think, identifying those things, and I think, you know, Dean P's got him a couple times last week, as, as you might expect him to, and, and I think Frey will probably get him, get him a couple times today, you know, building off of what Dean Pease did a little bit last week. Right, and it, not to say that they would stop blitzing altogether, Steve, but I think if you burn him a couple of times uh, with, a, with a quick throw and allow somebody to not only make the completion but have those easy yards after the catch, teams are going to be less likely to continue blitzing. It's like, yeah. well, if he's just going to carve us up for right. 10 and 12-yard gains every time we blitz him, what are we doing? What are we doing, guy? And I don't think it's going to be a lot of exotic stuff. I think it's more, you know, Simmons is winning inside and, and able to get some push and Landry off the edge. I mean, those guys can can both play. I mean, they've, they've both racked up a bunch of sacks. Uh, what do I Got you know, with seven and a half for Simmons and, and ten for Landry. I mean, a lot of the pressure comes from those guys, and it's not because they're you know moving them around or anything like that. They just they just win. They're good players, so I think that's that'll probably be more what it's about execution. Let's go to Tony in Canada. Tony, you're on the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. What's up, Tony? Oh, hi guys, happy football Sunday again. Thanks, Tony. Uh, ha- and a happy football Sunday to you. Good morning, football. My <laughs> good. Sir. I've been excited about this game all week, let me tell you. Actually, the next four games, but this is, uh, for me personally, this is a payback for two years ago. Um, I, I'm hearing a lot about Vrabel and how the mystique of Vrabel and everything else. I wonder if we're, hopefully our players are not uh, uh, buying into that. Like It's kind of like the uh, Belichick mystique, only it's, it's Vrabel. But, um. Uh, well, I, we'll just take it point by point. I don't think the players care much that Vrabel is coaching the team. I think Vrabel cares uh, to a certain extent, but to Paul's point, how does that really impact the game? Of course he cares. Right. But, uh, you know, so what? You know, is it going to change anything? Is he going to do anything differently? Now, there was some I, – I, I'm sure we talked about it at the time, some really interesting game management on Vrabel's part. Uh, when these two teams met, what was it, two times ago with the yeah. uh, with the, the penalties at the end of the game? Yep. Yeah, it was the playoff game. T- yeah. yeah, to bleed yep. the clock. Yep. Um, stuff like that. I Now, is that something that he was just sitting on and waiting to use and couldn't wait to to unwrap that in front of Belichick? Because it was a very Belichickian uh, you know, type Belichick of— Belichick had done it yeah. earlier in that season against the Jets. Yeah. It, it was really a—, a, 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 a I, I, I guess— uh, a kind of symbolic moment, you know, when somebody kind of turns the tables a little bit and uses a, a Belichick trick against Belichick, yeah. Belichick, yeah. Belichick, <laughs> Belichick. Um, well, I guess the but but the, for the players, Tony, I don't think they care. The big thing about Vrabel is everyone's saying is he has his teams always team ready to play, and I think that's true. And something your uh, your guest said, actually, that uh, that I wanted to mention as well, uh, I guess in the last five games where the Titans have been, say, quote-unquote, the underdog, they've managed to cover the point spread as well. So everyone's saying that, the, you know, the Titans were expecting a really tough game from the Titans. But I, my key to this game, it will be this, first down. I guess the Titans are going to probably going to want to run the ball. So if we can kind of hold them to short short gains on, the, on first down and put them in passing yards in second and third yep. uh, with our – you know, with our rush, hopefully we can put Daniel 
it, it could be uh, where Tannehill's team goes this week. All right, fair enough. Now, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's the formula. Yeah. yeah. Put the game in Tannehill's hands. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if he's seeing ghosts or anything, but he just doesn't and, have uh, anybody cool. to work with. Yeah. I mean, all all of the cool. players are not playing like this. He has no running backs, no wide receivers. Um, so I, I'm not exactly sure where he goes um, with the ball because I just don't think they have uh, any options. Yep. Yeah, uh, I, I'm hoping this will be another game like it was against, uh, against uh, geez, the Browns. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah, to. well. That that would be uh, that would be delightful, Tony. Thanks for the call. Enjoy the game today. Uh, we have to get to this email before it gets much later. Uh, Greg from the billing department, yes, says, uh, "Hey guys, uh, I'm just trying to get opinions as I'm losing my sugar honey iced tea. I am freaking out and cannot figure out who to pick for today's survivor pool." Oh. Paul Perillo is our survivor pool <laughs> expert. Uh, not so much of an expert. Been out for weeks now. <laughs> okay, but last year you did very, very well. <laughs> I am one of, I am one of three left, and a chance at just under eleven thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. It's okay. a tough week. A small, lot of a lot of bad pool. versus bad, good versus good. Not a lot of disparity. There week. are. He it, can't. It is, a, it is a tough week. He can't take the Patriots, Bengals, Falcons, or Eagles. So. He's leaning toward either Tampa, and they have the I Ravens today. Uh, no, they have the Colts. They at, have the Colts at Indy. today. I, I would stay what away from Philly? that one. What about Philly at Giants? Oh. He can't take the Eagles. Oh, he said say that? Damn. He said, I'm leaning toward Tampa or Baltimore. Baltimore's got Cleveland. Uh, with the Chargers as a dark horse. Ugh. Chargers play who? At Denver. Yeah. Ugh. That's tough. That's tough. Because, I, I mean, I was saying to Paul before, I wonder how Jonathan Taylor's going to do against that Bucks defense that the Patriots really didn't even try to run against. I mean, that negative one yard, that's, uh, that's a real interesting matchup. I, I would, I, But I, I, I'd probably feel pretty good about Tampa winning the I game, would, though. I, between those three, Tampa, Baltimore, the Chargers, I don't like it either, but I would take Tampa. Go with Tom Brady. I, I, would, I, take, I would take the Chargers out of those three. Chargers I don't, I don't in like, Denver. I don't like Tampa in that game. I, I, I think the Colts are hot. Okay. Hot, hot, hot. Which, uh, which is, yeah, it's a tough one. It, it's a guaranteed loss right there. All right, so De- <laughs> Deuce and I like uh, the Bucks, and uh, Paul likes the Chargers at Denver. So do with that information what you will, Greg. Good luck. Whew, I feel responsible. I know, and I hate that, especially since, like I said, I've been out for like over a month. And I hate that. I you hate, know what it's like to be hurt. I hate it. Brandon in Indiana, up in Indiana where the tall corn grows. What do you got for us, Brandon? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Good. Great. So I've been meaning to ask this a couple weeks now. Uh, This is my first time calling in, been listening for a while. But uh, I know uh, everyone's kind of been dogging Nikhil and Janu and just how they kind of haven't been really producing like we've hoped they have, especially Nikhil and with with the draft capital and the uh, Janu with how much we're paying him. but I've kind of thought about it, especially playing against Atlanta without him. Uh, could you see either of them kind of fitting as a Cordell Patterson type of player? As in, I know we put Johnu in the backfield a couple of times, but is there any way you could see that becoming more consistent and maybe working with him? With Johnu Smith? We saying, yeah, uh, Johnu. Yeah, not not with Harry. I could see it with with Smith because I don't think Harry's fast enough yeah. to do stuff like that. But Johnu Smith is. I, I think that there's a there's a chance that you could use him as sort of a, 
like a Swiss Army knife kind of offensive player. It that's kind of like, what they've done with yeah, him. Yeah, it seems like they've been trying to do yeah. that a little bit. Screens. You know, finding ways to get the ball in his hands without necessarily conventional ways. You know, you're putting him in the backfield, like like you said, Brandon, um, and they've had some screens like Mike just mentioned. Yeah, I could see them trying to yeah. – Trying to implement him in in some of those ways that they've used Patterson, but I don't I don't think that's a, a, in Harry's skill set. No. I don't look at him as being a dynamic presence with the ball in his hands. He's a big inside receiver who can block in the run game right now. All right, Brandon. Pa- Patriots inactives are out, um, and uh, I don't believe any of them were on the injury report. So all of the guys that were questionable are are up and uh, active: Devin Asiasi, Ronnie Perkins, Jarrett Stidham, Yasir Durant, and JJ Taylor. Uh, are your inactives for the for the Patriots? Yeah. You ain't playing. So guy. pretty much. So I think full ev- power. Yeah. None of those guys, I don't believe, were among the no you know, ten or so players listed as right. questionable. And Trent Brown and, and Barmore had missed practice on Thursday. They're both a go. Ramondre Stevenson had popped up on Thursday as well. He's a go. So uh, yeah, for the most part, they're they're pretty much full power. The Titans are not. All right. I uh, know. I I am curious to see if the Titans have enough players dressed today. Oh, if they don't even get up to the 46. Wow. Yeah, I think and that, that kind of happened in that Indianapolis Thursday night game here several years ago. It's probably like 5 years ago now. They didn't have enough players to play in the game and they actually had guys dressed that didn't play, which almost never happens for anybody other than the backup quarterback. So, uh as as John Glennon told us earlier that the record, the NFL record for players used in a season is 84. And I believe you said the Titans are at eighty one or eighty two. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna break that record today, more than likely. Wow. All right. So, um, well, we'll see uh, how many they're actually able to put there uh, out there on the field as we get closer and closer to kickoff here on the Patriots pregame show, which is fueled by Duncan. And thank you to Bose, proud to be the official sound and official headphones of the New England Patriots and the NFL. Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds rule the quiet. Learn more at Bose.com. TouchView Interactive is here to support your hybrid learning, distance learning, and video conferencing needs with easy-to-use tools that allow end users to collaborate, interact, and present seamlessly. TouchView Interactive offers a comprehensive line of accessories and software to support your audiovisual needs. Outfit your classrooms and presentation spaces with the future of interactive display technology. Visit touchview.com for more info. Offered by The Oker's Company. Celebrating 100 years of service and support. conversation by calling the ace ticket hotline at 855 pats 500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com let's try i don't know how this is gonna go spee and fresno spee gobble 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 live from our studios inside gillette stadium here's hardy was someone yelling out there in the hall I just heard someone yelling out there. Yeah, well, brought back Would memories of Ray Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it wasn't one of those pregame speeches. Or uh, <laughs> somebody dropped a cable Al, or something. Al Michaels speaking at you know not using his indoor voice. Yes. Oh, oh my God. He's 
that that was out of line. Yeah. But anyone else who gets out of line on the other side of that door while we're in here trying to do the Patriots pregame show, who should we send out? Watch out. LaPan Le- 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 is intimidating has presence. the size, but Morell has the skills. That's yes, true. He has a, he's got the he eyes, He has a very too. specific set of skills. You yes. see the, 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 the darkness between his eyes. He'll do whatever needs to be done. Well, it's not even a, it, it, you know what? Talk about a you know uh, you know uh, the, the the quiet assassin. You look at him. He's a, he's a nice enough looking guy, but he he knows how to do things to people. Set of skills, confidence thing. All you got to do is get right up in their face. They'll back down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would work for me. <laughs> As the You're fonts t- once said to Richie Cunningham, with that howdy doody face, you could only be so tough. <laughs> Did you ever watch Happy Days, Deuce? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. All right. Yeah. I won't even ask the mats. They have no idea. All right. Sing you the theme song. Yeah. Okay, you could. Well, there were two theme songs. You know, originally they went with Rock Around the Clock. That is correct. Uh, that was the the first one for what? First couple seasons, probably? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. And then they, then they went to the Happy Days. I didn't say it was a Happy Days Kanye Sore here. Kanye Sore? Kanye Sore? Is that like Kanye West? <laughs> Kanye Soros. <laughs> wow, we really, uh, we really went off the uh, the rails there quickly. Yeah, I. Well, this is what happens when you uh, you get us all after a long break. A at the end of a Thanksgiving weekend, Paul's playing a little hurt. I am, you know, no one even knew that you were out of the country twenty four hours. Ago. Tw- I, thank you. Right? Yeah, I d- that was impressive. Twenty. You even got here eleven minutes before the show started. I was cutting it a little closer <laughs> than I wanted to this morning. Well, I, I was wondering. I, I just kept saying to Mike, I, "If he was going to be late, he he would text. He'd let us know." And then I was like, "I should have I should have left my house before ten, and that one's on me." <laughs> but before I, ten, I had to leave at eight. He has to leave at ten. But I, I decided to start unpacking this morning. Plus, you know, for my man purse, which I use, you know, for yeah. travel also, oh, I had yeah. to switch oh. all the stuff out. Oh, you know, and problems. I got problems. Got to get a second man purse. Ah, uh, but that, there's certain there's certain things. Yeah, that 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 never lets me down. You know, you know what I'm saying. Um, well, let's go back to the emails here. Webradio at patriots dot com. You can uh, join the show that way. This is from Addison in Fresno. Hello, all. As noticed at the uh, as noted at the top of this fabulous show, the complexion of this game has changed from a measuring stick game. This led me to wondering, just wondering, if you could have the Patriots play any team in the league as a measuring stick game, who would you pick? I think that's an excellent question. Um, I would choose the Packers, who have an offense that can attack through the air or on the ground, and a defense that would challenge the Pats' offense. I'll take my answer off the air. <laughs> That's uh, so funny. I like the Packers are a good pick. That is a good pick. I mean, I, I don't want to be boring, but I, I want to see Buffalo. That's that's what you're kind of building yeah. towards. You want to play the division. You want to win the division, and you've got two games in the next three weeks coming up against them. I think, you know, they have some flaws, and, and I don't think that they can quite stress the Patriots' defense likes maybe some of the other – a handful of other offenses. But I think that they have enough to, to – really present a bunch of challenges to them, especially with how mobile Josh Allen is. I mean, I just think he's such a, a pain in the butt with those third downs. And, I mean, he's just so hard to bring down. And if it's third and short, he's he's a problem. But their lack of a run game will, will certainly kind of play into how that all plays out. But that that's the game I want to see next week. Yeah. yeah uh, Buffalo's a good one, too. Yeah, unfortunately, the, 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 the obvious one is – 
is the measuring stick both, you know, metaphorically and and I guess literally for the division. It's like, well, you know, how do you stack up in your division? Okay, well, there it is. There's one of the best teams in the league and got them next week. Yeah. That's that's the one. I think the Packers' answer is excellent. The Rams, I mean, they're the Rams a, a, a very one. good offense. The Packers, yeah. and, and obviously they played Tampa, and, and I think that was a, a good one, and I think that they learned something about themselves in those two games the Tampa and Dallas games that you know that they were unable to win, but I, I do think it gave them a little bit uh, of of belief. Well, and I know that you don't like this stuff, Paul, but I, I'm sorry that Tampa game had so much behind it in the build up to it. Oh yeah, and it's like how how does it really affect what goes on in the field? I don't know. There's no way to really measure it, but I got to believe something. You yeah, know, and no, I think I if that's just a normal Tampa team with without a quarterback with all the history here. I, I I don't know how it plays out differently, but it's different. It's just the circumstances are different, and I think that did factor into how that game went down. I agree. Sure. All Absolutely right. agree. Uh, also, also from Addison, a prediction. As for the real world, I think the Titans are just too beat up, and I do expect the Pats to hold serve at homecoming off of the mini-buy 27-10. Okay. Yeah. Uh, folk legend hits another one from 50-plus late to put the game out of reach. I, I, here's the thing. If it's 24-10 late, it's the game's reality. out of reach. <laughs> right. You know? They've gone the whole game scoring 10 points. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's anything special. By the way, did you watch uh, the end of uh, Alabama-Auburn last night? No. <laughs> Sorry. I missed the end. I had, a, I had an engagement. Okay. I watched the first half. It was, uh, I think it was ten nothing when I left. Yeah. So it was probably early watched second. And it was ten three, and the game was still over. And uh, next thing you know, all ties up, and it's all ties up. And three overtimes later, Nick Saban is smiling and being friendly to the sideline reporter after the game. Amazing how you know his mood can change from being a, a completely. Um, I want to be careful. I want to choose my words carefully here. Um, meanie. To being uh, just completely gregarious uh, in the, I in will the say, you know, in, in those halftime interviews with the coaches as they're leaving the field are often, you know, quite useless. Yeah, uh, that wasn't the case yesterday with Jamie Erdahl, um, with with Nick Saban, and, and he, he she basically just very pointed, you know, you know what what went wrong, and that they couldn't move the ball, and the quarterback was getting killed. Like yeah. they couldn't, and he's like, we got to find a way to protect the passer, and if we don't, we don't get that straightened out. It's not going, and he just like said it bluntly like we're not blocking we can't block and until we figure out how to block we're not going to score and you saw it i mean they couldn't move the ball i don't th- and i don't think they found a way to protect him late in that game but that kid made some passes and the receivers Stones. made some catches that i 97 was wa- yard drive right i got a weird seat last night which had plenty of room but no tv yeah. and i was arguing with my wife afterwards she's like you did have a tv it was in your armrest and I'm like, no, there was a tray table in my armrest. There was no TV in there. We had no TV in front of me. Why, why did you have to have that voice? I don't think that was very. <laughs> I don't think that was very polite. Uh, it was a, you know, it was a long trip, a long day of travel. <laughs> we weren't. You're glad to be here today. No, yeah, nobody liked it. You know, anyone by the end of it. Yeah, um, I hear you. But uh, yeah, yeah. you can't fly was, without a TV now. It's just it's. You gotta have it's a, a no go. I had a great. Bu- I had a great book, and I was completely happy with it. But the person, like a row in front of me, across the aisle, had a big TV, and I just and they were watching the Alabama game, so I watched it, and I would I would have turned it off like ten three. They're not going to score, and they did, and it was 
I, I don't know how you guys feel about the you know the penalty kicks uh, you know which they resort to in overtime for college football when once you get a possession each and then you just go to the two points I kind of dig it it's yeah. a little different I don't mind it yeah I I think it's better than going forever from the twenty five because I think that's putting a lot of wear and tear on yeah. players yeah yeah one of the best college football games I saw was my uh, alma mater Holy Cross out at San Diego, uh, when Jim Harbaugh was the coach, like way back yeah. when. But same, uh, one of the best games I've ever seen. Went to overtime, and they—I don't know if that rule was implemented yet, but they had—they just went for two. It was like we're going to win or to lose it right here, oh. and, and they won. It was, well, it was just an yeah. Awesome it, game. The old rule was to start the third overtime, you had to go for two had after to, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Now it's no touchdowns; you just have to go for two. You yeah. just got to go after the, for the third overtime. Right, you. right. But it, yeah, it was uh, it was a hell of a finish to that game. I shouldn't say you have to go for two. It's just two point conversions. Mm-hmm. Just a two third, point conversion, starting in the third overtime. Right. Uh, this is from Lawrence Gunnar Olszewski. Do we only use Gunnar for punt returns because he lacks the complete ability and skill he needs to take a starting or even part time role as a slot receiver in an almost Edelman or Welker type of way, or could it have something to do with we reasoning as as not wanting him to get hurt? seen as he's so important to the return team. I think it's the former. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they feel like he has progressed to the point where he can be relied upon to be a regular uh, in the passing attack. Yeah. But I do think he has the skill set to be valuable in, in that role. Yeah. I mean, I think he's he's kind of the fifth receiver. I think they, you know, Nikhil kind of as the fourth receiver is, is heavy blocking and, and right. contributing that way. Um, but he's out there every now and then. He's played He's played a handful of snaps. Yeah. I, and I I do not uh, downplay his importance in the re, you know in the return game yeah, and you he's saw come it. on yeah a few weeks ago when he had the you know three returns of twenty or more yards that's huge you know it really it it, it is such a a, uh, a gift to the offense to have that that field position where it's like. Oh, you're already across midfield, kid. Just go ahead. Kid? Yeah. Okay. Just go ahead. Pick up, pick up one first down, and you're all but guaranteed you're three points. Because you got Nick Folk. Because you got Nick the Folk. golden leg. Where's my good list? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put him on there right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I teased Gunner a little bit about last year being an all-pro just because I felt like there was maybe four games that he really had a bunch of returns that just gave him enough to qualify. and and. But I think before he got hurt and missed that that you know two games ago, he he was starting to really string together and and you know starting to show some consistency with that. And I think if he if he can, then it's it's not so much I had a few good games last year. He's really starting to be consistent in the return game. I still hold my breath every time he carries. I just he seems like you got to be reckless to be a punt returner, but he just seems on the verge of getting killed. Yeah, a lot of the times, which which obviously happened a few weeks ago when he had to miss the game with a concussion. Well, good news, Paul's out of the studio. That means. Let's let's see what else about Pop Tarts you guys have. <laughs> <laughs> we could do Pop Tarts today. Oh, Pop Tarts! I, I can do an hour on Pop Tarts, really? but I'd rather do stadium music today. Mm, all right. Good. And uh, like if that. you were programming the music in the stadium, now there have been some songs that have come and gone over the years. Ballroom Blitz mm-hmm. has been one that has uh, irked many a people, and when I say many, I mean me and the two guys who do the midday show with uh, weekdays on the Sports Hub. 
but there is something about that song that just it's grating it just gets right into your spinal column and the man in the back says everyone in a little blink of an eye I, li- oh, I liked it in Wayne's, yeah. Wayne's World I liked it in Wayne's World I don't I don't I don't need it here I don't uh, need I don't <laughs> need it here you know interesting choice too pregame here that they play that I kind of am starting to dig more and more uh, is they play Roll With The Changes REO Speedwagon always like right in between like introductions and kickoff that that's become kind of a staple I, I do you know like where that, that came from no please tell me. me really i'm telling you i uh, just in in terms of the, the the marks we make on the human experience okay there are very few you maybe you bring a child into the world you know maybe you build a bridge for me it was shipping up to boston as jonathan papelbon's walkout music i got that done through an on-air campaign thank you very much and on our show we started playing josie your love oh, the yeah. outfield there you go we were responsible for that becoming a thing mm-hmm. right and i said to jim one day years ago i'm like you want to get zoe going and i just had a feeling i said play ario Speedwagon, roll with the changes he's gonna snap out right and he did and it became a thing that we started playing and we used to do it like every, I think it was our Thursday song for a while. And we used to sing it. We would go to the I Super Bowls. Right? <laughs> We'd be on Radio Row. And, you know, there are a hundred other stations there. And they can't hear the music. But we can. And, and a woman, I am willing to make the fact that we are on the brink of. I like it. All right. So they started playing it here at Gillette. And I'm like, you're welcome. Yeah, I know. It's a jam. Yeah. Okay. So you're welcome. I, I will take credit for that one. It's become like Jim Loth gets credit uh, for Josie. I get credit for Roll with the Changes. Here, here I am listening to it, literally coming in because it's kind of become my drive-in song. And little did I know I will be sitting across from the man who uh, who put it at the forefront. That's, that's amazing. But there are some other songs that get played that are just phenomenal, and I don't know that the crowd really appreciates it. Mm. Is it is it TJ? Does he does the music? I think so. Okay, yeah. right, so yeah. he plays a a version of the song Supernaut which is a Black Sabbath song, mm-hmm. but he plays the... That one? I want to reach out and touch the sky. I think it's Trent Reznor and maybe Ministry together. Like, you know, it's some... He's uh, dug up his own kind of hard-hitting version. Oh, yeah. We used to play it like an alternative radio back in the 90s. I think that's a great one. I, 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 I'd like to see them mix in a little more old-school hip-hop I think that would work. I think the crowd would love that stuff. I mean, and Morel, you tell me, would it be too cliche to do like California love every once in a while? Right? Not at all. I mean, that's a jam. You oh, want to talk about like getting right out the, of the gate. But well, Pan and I would do an It's Tricky before. It's just oh, a jam. Yeah. Well, tri- I think they do play It's Tricky after Trick plays or something. They, that. If you'll notice, you pay really close attention. You know, the stuff generally has to do something with what's going on in the field, a ballroom blitz after a blitz. Well, 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 can I I say this? I thought, you know, when I was listening to Roll With The Changes, I wondered if that was kind of like we're in the post-Brady, we're kind of rolling with the changes here. 100%. There you go. Yes. Yes, that's part of it. Multiple levels. That's part of it. Levels going on. But they did play the outfield, Your Love. Two times earlier in the season when they did not end up winning the game. Mm. And it used to be kind of like the unspoken, um, you should be dancing, Geno's song for the Celtics. You, You know, they would play that once the game was put away. 
and they played it twice earlier this season in games the Patriots didn't end up winning. I'm like, they're trying. They're you've trying. ruined it. It's ruined. Didn't Josie blow up in the uh, 2014 playoff game against, I think it was like kind of a moment against Baltimore, perhaps in the second half, where all of a sudden they played it at just the right time. Everybody was into it. I think the Patriots were just had just maybe taken the lead. There was like a certain moment within was, that game, I think, that blew it up to like the that, point where it kind of became a thing. I believe that was the year. And, um, and after they won the Super Bowl in Phoenix against Seattle, we had um, – a guy from the outfield record a uh, a liner for us, yeah. And where he said it's like, "Hey, this so and so from the outfield, thanks for showing the love for your love all season long." They wouldn't say anything about the Patriots or New England. They didn't want to uh, alienate any part of their American fan base, but they did, you know, like drop a liner. And I believe the Patriots were trying to get the outfield to come and play, but they wouldn't because their base player had died. And they're mm-hmm. like, "No, we're not doing that anymore." Yeah. There's just really the two of us, and uh, and now the lead singer is passed down, so it doesn't matter. And what's that song about, actually? Uh, I I, I believe <laughs> is it about a guy whose girlfriend's gone and he's he's gonna go find a, a, someone else to to take her spot? Is that accurate? sure? <laughs> it was. A, what it does was, it have to do with football? I don't know. It was written in but a simpler a time, Deuce, <laughs> and that's okay. But I think musically, there's a lot of good stuff that goes on at the stadium. We would all like to see oh, little yeah. things added in. I'd like the old school hip hop from time to time. But when he drops yeah. in Danzig Mother, it still works. Oh, yeah. Still works. Mars the Bringer of War, that one. Dun, 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 dun. That, that one gets still me works. Right, cutting right into it and like third downs and stuff. Right. No, I got to love the music. And, and of course, uh, you know, ACDC coming out of the tunnel. That's that's always been kind of a standby for, for here. Ozzy, ACDC. Those things, and, and again, I, I, whether they happen organically or somebody orchestrates it from the beginning, the one thing I will say, and this is going to be the toughest campaign of them all, is changing the touchdown song. Oh, you don't like the This Is Our House? The who Bon Jovi does? deep dive? Show me who likes it other than Bill Belichick and John Bon Jovi. I don't even know if John Bon Jovi likes it. <laughs> felt like they kind of purposely wrote it to, to be a touchdown celebration song. It's kind of like that saliva song. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm like, oh, did you write this song so you get used in wrestling matches? <laughs> because I believe they did, and they do. You know, it's it, it's too it's obvious. On the nose, I know. It's too obvious. Well, at this point, it's become the thing, so it's hard to derail that once it's I, gone. That's why I say it's going to be the toughest campaign of them all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. John, John Mellencamp said that. Uh oh, what's happening now? All these are there going. <laughs> <laughs> he's really on these injuries to today. Beetle and Gasper. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> he was blind. Now Paul, Paul is uh, Paul's in no mood for anyone's. He's not going to suffer any foolishness today. I can tell. No, too many injuries for the Titans. He's <laughs> <laughs> too many injuries for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that was a good time. Good music. I'm glad. I'm glad we had a, a chance to talk about that. Um, I learned something. Eight five. Uh, what's that? Oh, about the yeah, yeah. Roll with the changes. Roll it's with all, the changes. All this guy. Eight five five Pat's five hundred. Uh, email webradio at patriots dot com. We have Dan in Virginia who says, uh, "Good day, PU crew. This isn't PU. Yeah, this is PPS. PPGS. Uh, PPS. Yeah, the pregame's one word. Okay. Uh, firstly." With this being Thanksgiving week, I am thankful for all of you and everything the Patriots.com crew does. Oh, well, we're thankful for you, Dan. You're welcome. I hope you all had a good turkey day. Blah, blah. Given the attrition on the Titans, has Paul ever... (laughs) He has, I believe. 
Has Paula ever given the nod with the trademark thing? How do you make that little trademark thing in an email? I have to learn how to do that. Before a game. Just kidding. We don't want to get cocky or pencil in anything, of course. That said, in addition to Mike is back from practice and Eric will be by later, uh, there really should be a theme song for Paul, and it always works out for the Patriots. Go Pats. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, – I, people talk about it like it's a bad thing that it always works. I like it. I, I'm all on board for uh, – hey, I, I don't feel bad for the Titans right now, and the Patriots need another win. We're on the verge of, of playoffs and seeding and all that. So, hey, it's tough luck for the Titans. But uh, you know what? got to go out there and get a win. That's that's your, your perspective has changed on it. Uh, love to see the Patriots not backslide at all today and kind of play down. I, I don't think they will just based on I think they respect this team. So I think that they'll come out with with a good effort. I, I honestly, you know, I, I feel like I have to say this year after year after year, but don't take this for granted. You had one down year with the team where you still managed seven wins. Mm-hmm. OK, there are teams out there who have not had seven wins in their last two years of playing. You are now, after that one down year with seven wins, sitting at seven and four with uh, a a game today that everyone thinks is going to get you, you know, one step closer to a to a real playoff chance here with a rookie quarterback. It's it's unthinkable. You know, the, the, the run of success and the way this team has been able to turn it around after that one down year where, again, I have to reiterate your down year was seven and nine which is putrid by Brady standards, but by NFL standards, it's like, oh, that was your down year? That's not all of that down. It's, yeah. you know, it's, not a, it's not great to go below 500, but, yeah, you're a game below 500, so what? Yeah. <laughs> Don't take it for granted. No. It's unbelievable. No, and they've done, they've done just a, a remarkable job. And I mean, I think going into the season, you hope that they would be knocking on the door of playoffs and competing, and, but there was always those disclaimers of, you know, the Mac and Cam thing at first, and then it became, well, what's a rookie quarterback really going to be able to do? And how are these, you know, all these veteran free agents going to assimilate into the system? And, you know, so it's been a different challenge for the coaching staff this year, but I think it just kind of illustrates that when you have, you know, more talent on the team than they had last year when it was practice squad guys and, you know, you had injuries, you had opt-outs, you had just, I mean, I think in retrospect now, you look back at that, that team and are like, my God, what what were we watching out there? Like, who were these guys? Right, right. You know, a lot of those guys are, are, are not playing this year at all. So I, I think it's come together in, in a really good way. And I think now we're getting to the point where, all right, they've kind of met the expectations of probably going to be a playoff team. No, no matter how the season kind of goes, I, I would expect they'll be in the playoffs now. Uh, but the question is, how good can they be? How Can they be one of these teams that is pushing for the bye or um, – you know, is really going to knock off Buffalo and give them really something to think about when going into the season. I don't think anyone was talking like that. I think at best you're like, well, second, sneak into the playoffs, but but, but it's probably Buffalo's division. So I think we'll find out now this week, win today, you're in the top seed conversation, you know, win the next couple of weeks, and then and then you're really talking. All right, let's go back to the phones here, 855-PATS-500. We'll talk with uh, Kevin, who is in Burlington. What do you got for us, Kevin? Hey, Hardy, I wanted to comment on the, the music. Um, I have a song. I don't know if you can get behind it, but back in the 90s, there was this song, uh, Rock and Roll Number 2 from Gary Glitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. I wish, you could separate, yeah. I wish you could separate the song from the artist. I know, <laughs> you know, there's a controversy with Gary Glitter, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah there's, uh, there's a controversy. And I, 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 what, what can I say, Kevin? I always thought the song was cheesy and not much of a song hey. I, under, I understand why it was 
you know, popular in stadiums. But it's almost like Deuce said, it's a song that was written so it could be played in stadiums. And for that, automatic disqualification. I'm not but falling for 20, it. It's been 20 years now, so I think it's time for a comeback. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't care if that one comes back. I really don't. Like a remix of it, maybe. Yeah. It <laughs> was a big hockey one. That, that was popular in hockey stadiums everywhere. I, I used to play it on the, on the old uh, instant replay machine for the New Mexico Scorpions. Yeah, that crowd loved it. <laughs> Get them into it. Yeah. But thanks, Kevin. We appreciate it. Paul Perillo's back with us now. Oh, uh, hello. S- sounds like things got a little heated in there. No. <laughs> Morell was laughing because at some point during your interview, you started going blah 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 blah. blah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we, we were doing the. Uh, they were talking about Mac Jones, you know, starting to play some games now in, in cold weather, and I don't think like today it's it's cold. It's thirty five degrees. It's cold, but I don't think that will be an issue because it didn't seem. I don't know if you guys disagree. It didn't seem overly windy to me. Uh, Did you feel like it was a windy day? No, walking across the parking lot. I thought it seemed kind of calm. And I do have some concerns. Mike knows this. He's been needling me about this. Um, I I have some concerns because I don't think Mac Jones has the strongest arm. And I think if you introduce some weather conditions, that sometimes those can exacerbate some of your limitations. Yep. Cutting the ball through the wind I don't think is a a foregone conclusion for a guy like Mac Jones who's never really had to do that. Mm. Um, So – I, you know, as I was saying that, you know, with Beetle and Chris, I said, you know, I don't think he has the greatest. I'm like, oh, I, I hesitate to say that because now I know my, my Twitter feed's going to blow up, and I, you know, like, oh, it doesn't have to be a strong arm. He gets it where it needs to go. What do you care? <laughs> and that's where the blah 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 blah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Blah, blah, blah. It was funny though, Paul, because you know I came back in uh, from practice, I guess Wednesday, and you know we're making the joke of like. This was now the second coldest practice Mac Jones has ever, you know, (laughs) just kind of tongue in cheek. But then you go on the actual, they're actually asking him in the, when he had his press availability, like, was this the coldest practice you've ever had before? Like, things that that Mike and I have, like, used as sport, like, we're just making fun of. People are using as actual storylines. Oh, yeah, but they're becoming, like, main focuses of their story. Yeah, well, you know, there's. Lot, lot, lot of holes to yeah. fill in that. Uh, but I mean, and but at the same time, I think that there is a level that this is a, a rookie quarterback from Florida who didn't play a lot in college, and so we're getting to know him. There's all kinds of situations he hasn't been in yet, and he, he, you know, the, the weather around here, cold weather games. We know the quarterback that played here last. He, a lot of the games that he played were defined by his performance in weather games and cold games and all that. So it's something Mac has to has to show, but. Uh, you know, I don't think it's unfair to, to talk about it, but I don't. I do think it can get a little bit overblown and unless it, it's and it in, has in, 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 it has got real serious. You know, oh, all right, it's in the 30s. That's one thing, but you know, when it's in the teens, it's at night, it's windy. Tennessee, 2003, those kind of games. I wonder. That's a different. I wonder if you can, if you go around the league, and and this would you know require a lot of research and effort. But you know, we talk about rookie drop offs and how they kind of hit a wall. The season is longer than what they've had to play before. You know, we know that it coincides with colder weather in many sure. parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Is there more of a rookie wall or rookie drop-off for the rookies in the colder climates? You know, does that factor into yeah. it as much as that just being the length that'd of the an, season? That'd be an interesting study. Yeah. That's what yeah, – I'm serious. I, I'm, I am too. And maybe I'm not, break I'm it down. do it. Yeah. But <laughs> by position too. I mean, a quarterback, huge, but – Probably less impact maybe on a, on a running back, perhaps, if yep. they're just able to run. But, um, but yeah, it's a good question. 
Um, while you're out of the room, Paul, we discussed in-stadium and in-game music. Are you okay with missing that conversation? Absolutely. <laughs> I figure. See, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm picking and choosing. It'll keep me out of trouble. There right. you go. Uh, so we got that. And also there was an email that came okay. in. Okay. I'm going to bite. What? Why does Scott Zolak dictate the in-stadium music? <laughs> Why? Like, we play, like, Ario Speedwagon and... <laughs> Like that was me. Josie. That was like, me. Why? Ariel Speedwagon was me. No, but w- like, why do we let... Because it's a great song and I know what I'm doing. I know the songs that will get people going. If you put me in a club... I, like today, I couldn't do it. 20 years ago, I knew at what point I needed to play Prince Erotic City to get the people back on the dance floor. The manager at the House of Blues Erotic in Las City. Vegas oftentimes said That's to me... pluck right there. He would, he would do this. Bring it down because not enough people oh. were drinking. They were all dancing. Get them over like, to the bar. Get them over to the bar. And at that point, I had to play a stinker to get them to clear out a little bit and go spend now, some money. When you're like playing those songs, are you behind the doing like this thing? Like, are you getting the crowd going like with Absolutely. this stuff kind of thing? Oh, Absolutely, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Right into it. Uh, it was not. It was not good for my uh, overall health and well-being. <laughs> that lifestyle. So yeah. uh, it didn't last. You know, years and years, but. Uh, uh, one quick question before we get to the over-unders. Uh, Dan in Virginia and Michigan wanted to know if you've ever given the nod before a game. Uh, and not that he wants to today, no, no penciling No, there's definitely been games that I've gone into with the thought of there's absolutely no way the Patriots can lose this game today. Right, but the nod. But the nod, I told you, the, the earliest <laughs> nod ever, I believe, occurred in 2004 okay. when Bethel Johnson returned the opening kickoff in Cleveland. <laughs> I looked at Fred and gave him the nod. I believe it was 14 seconds into the game. <laughs> I said, this game is over. And I believe they won 45-14. <laughs> we have a, do we have a media guide somewhere? I can look that up. Uh, I, yeah. I, if only I had, like, the internet, inter- internet. or something. Oh, here it is. Uh, I, I mean, I can probably get to it before you do in your media guide there. Uh, December fifth, two thousand four, Pat uh, Patriots versus the Browns, forty-two fifteen. Forty-two fifteen. There you go. All right. Done and done. That was the the quickest nod in Perlo nod history. Now, I also, in in full disclosure, I will say, I have given the nod and had it backfire. I, it's not like I every time I give the nod, the game is over and the Patriots are infallible. Interesting. There I have been times this. where I've given the nod where, A, they've eventually gone on to lose. And there have also been times where, like, the sort of the integrity of the nod was, was, was misguided. <laughs> in other words, you know, when I gave the nod, the Patriots were in total control. They then lost control and maybe wound up winning, but... Yeah, that's not really what the nod's supposed to right. be. Right. The nod is it's over. There's no chance. The it's nod is not the competitive turning. portion this of this it. game is over. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Uh, 14 seconds. Okay. It was 14 seconds, right? It was 14 seconds. Wow. Bethel Johnson. Right. He, uh, he gone. Corey Dillon rushed up the middle for a four-yard touchdown for the second score of that game. Vinatieri kicked the extra point, and it was uh, 14 nothing. Good grief. They were up 14 nothing very quickly in that game. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Let's continue here with the over-unders. You ready to do it? Yes. It's time for this week's edition of Over-Unders. You're over me? When were you under me? All right, so Morell was uh, giving me a hard time because I did not mention the over-unders in the opening of the show when I was puffing my chest out uh, about the Sunday six-pack. So go ahead, tell everybody what happened in the over-unders and where we are. Last week... 
Mike six and zero. Oh. Paul five and one. Hardy two and four. Which for the season, this is where it gets real ugly. Go ahead. Mike thirty. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me start with Paul here at thirty-seven and twenty-nine. Mike thirty-three and thirty-three. Hardy twenty-four and forty-two. Oh. Four games packed. P.U. And I don't mean Patriots unfiltered. That is <laughs> you gross. You picked up a game on me last week, there. Keep high hope. Keep clawing away. All right. Uh, so once again, I'm not necessarily doing these with what I think is the right answer. A lot of these, I'm going to have to be playing. <laughs> I'm contrarian. not doing these with what I think is the right answer. He's no, I'm, try- I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to not make this an embarrassment. There's no way. I mean, you can give the nod on this one for me losing it, Paul. I'm not saying you you know you have to give the nod for you winning it for the season, but I think it's safe to say that I I'm going to finish dead last. Would you would you uh, co-sign yeah, on that? You're down. Yeah, you're down quite a bit. It's bad. Nine games. Yeah, it's real no, bad. Nine. All right, but I'll, I'll do what I can here. All right, let's uh, begin. What do you have for us? Mac Jones passing touchdowns at one and a half. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to go over on this one. I, I I'm going to. St- Say that I think Tennessee will have some success against the Patriots run defense. Put a little pressure on Mac, but I think he'll have uh, he'll have a couple throwing TDs. I'm going to agree with Mike. I just feel like this is going to be a game the Patriots are going to be in control and they're going to have um, some touchdowns to get. And I think Mac will throw two of them. All right, I think he will throw uh, only one because uh, Deuce and Paul both took the over. <laughs> Kendrick Bourne receptions made three and a half. All right, Paul, we start with you. I'm going to take the over on that one, too. I think he's been uh, – it, it seems like they've been rotating the guy that gets featured uh, a little bit, and I think today might be a, a Kendrick Bourne day. I was discussing – yourself a Kendrick Bourne day. I was <laughs> discussing this with Archie in the cab yesterday who uh, said that uh, the Patriots uh, are uh, one of these teams right now where you know there's not that one guy that you have to go shut down offensively, and that makes them – uh, ironically, some ways more dangerous. And, you know, if Kendrick, I'm not saying that four receptions for Kendrick Bourne would make him the guy to shut down today, but I don't know. I don't know who's going to get the, the highest number of receptions today. There's no reason for me to think it's going to be Kendrick Bourne, so I'll go under. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I'm going to roll the dice and say under two. Just uh, maybe it's it's more of a Myers, Aguilar, Myers. Henry kind of game. All right. Speaking of Myers, Jacoby Myers receiving yards, 52 and a half. Yeah, I got to go over on one of these if I'm going to pick the Pats to win. So it might as well be Myers receiving yards, and he can do that with, you know, he can do that with only four catches if one of them is a big one. So I'll go over. Yeah, I'm going to go over too. I uh, actually ran into Jacoby's dad as I was walking in today. Got a Patriots unfiltered. Yelled, "Hey, Mister Myers!" Yeah, he's, he's a big, big fan, fan of us. Big fan of the show. Nice. Very cool to get to meet him. He had his, his Jacoby shirt on, uh, so that that's how I <laughs> instantly knew it was him. Um, so I'm going to go over. I think he uh, he sees his son catch more than 52 and a half yards today. I'm going to take the under. Um, I think he has been um, on a little bit of a downturn mm. lately. I think. Um, Kendrick Bourne. I, I went over on Kendrick Bourne catches, so I think if I'm going to be consistent with the pick, I have to take the under on Jacoby Myers. All right. Longest punt return, 25 and a half. Deuce, you're up first. This is by anyone, Ooh. right? Correct. By anyone, but will Gunner do it? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to I'm going to go under on the on the punt return. Paulie Paul? I'm, I'm going to go under as well. Yeah, as much as I'd like to gain some ground here, that's uh, 
that's too much. I will not. I will not give you the over on twenty-five and a half on a punt return. We all go under on that one. Showing the Titans some love here. Ryan Tannehill passing yards two seventeen and a half. Hmm. This me? Yeah, this is you, Paul. Oh, uh, I am going to take the over on two seventeen and a half because I think the Titans will be playing catch up all day. Like, oh, like last week when he threw for over three hundred yards in a game they were trailing throughout. So I will have a similar kind of thing with Tannehill today. I have a feeling Deuce is going to go over on this one too, so I'm going under. Ah, oh, I, I'm going to go under too. Oh. Sorry, sorry. I wish I had been able to tell you that ahead of time, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Patriots domination. I'm going to say under. And wrapping up with the total score is always forty-three and a half. Yeah, um, I hate rooting for the under. It's no fun. So I'm, I'm going to go over on this. I, I have yet to completely formulate my score prediction for the day, but now I know it has to be 44 or more. I'm going over. I think it's right in that that area, high 20s, low teens, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go under. I think it's just under. Yeah, I'm going to take the under, too. I just don't see Tennessee doing much, and that that's, could be like the, the Cleveland, that the Cleveland game the Patriots went over by themselves. It uh, could be a situation like that, but I'm going to say under. All right, there we go. Those are the over-unders. We'll get to the uh, Sunday six-pack here a little bit later where we will have six games to choose from, which is uh, good. I mean, we should for a 1 o'clock game, but we had those three on Thursday. So, All right, good. Excellent. Uh, what would you make of the Thursday games? Uh, I know we talked about them briefly. A couple of good ones in there. At least the, at least the Lions-Bears game was close, but... Uh, <laughs> That's some bad football. Bad. Out there, huh? That was bad football. The other game was very entertaining. Unfortunately, yep. the refs got in the way. Ugh, a lot of penalties in that one. Yeah, I was. Um, I mean, I was still still impressed with some of the fight that Las Vegas is. You know, continues to show um, as they kind of continue to hang around. I didn't see that one um, coming. I thought they yeah, kind of turned the corner of okay, we can't do this. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they put up a, a really good effort in that game. A little bit of a bounce back. Uh, I mean, I think Buffalo. It was just. More of, of the same of what we've seen from Buffalo with some turnovers. And, you know, at times they look look real good when their they're passing offense is clicking. But it's, uh, it's not a, a tough ground-and-pound run game. Like, they, they don't have that in the bag, you know. And so they're, they're getting around it. I'll just be very interested how the Patriots match up with them. It was just unfortunate because New Orleans had nothing on offense. So they, even with those turnovers, they couldn't really counterpunch. And it just got out of hand with Buffalo. So we'll see. Big game next week. Um. We are looking at the warm-ups right now, and you can see them. There's uh, our guy. There's Jacoby. See them happening here as we get ready for the Titans today here at Gillette Stadium. We were just talking about Jacoby Myers and uh, Deuce. He ran into his father there before the game. Was it today? It was. It was just outside when I was walking in. and Patriots unfiltered, yelled at me. (laughs) Not not a Deuce, but but no, it was cool. It was cool. I mean, he's been a a fan of the show. He he, he writes in and – you know, I think we're lucky because Jacoby's such an easy guy to root for. As you know, he's just a great kid. He came in, made the made the team as an undrafted guy. So, you know, if, if it was a little I, bit different, expectations. I think we're lucky. I <laughs> know, yeah, I know, yeah. because we genuinely like him a yeah, lot, yeah. and we have had no problems rooting for him. Right. And then we happen to have this guy, whose father is really interested in these shows, and yeah. he listens to us all the time. So, we don't have to like pretend. That, that Jacoby Myers, watch out for him. Because <laughs> yeah. we honestly believe it, and yeah. the fact that he's listening to us all the time makes it even better. Yep. Myers. We just saw Stevenson there a moment ago. 
Yeah, um, Stevenson's up. He was on the injury report this week. I know a lot of people. I had a lot of people asking me about his availability today. Yeah, good to go. Yes, I mean, hopefully they go. can think, can can really continue to build off of that balanced running attack that we saw last week against Atlanta. And uh, I mean, if those guys can get going against this Tennessee defense, I think it'll really add something new. If not, it'll put a lot of pressure on that guy right there, Mac Jones, and and you know his ability to throw oh, today. To Brian get Hoyer. it around. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, Mac Jones what's, and Brian what's, Hoyer what's, taking what's, a what's happened <laughs> a warm up lap there together as uh, Mac Jones playing in. Uh, is this his first? Oh, he's all fires up and he's all fires up. Look at him, getting the crowd into it. I like it. Yeah, this is probably the the lowest temperature game he's ever played. It's the cold, right? yeah. coldest probably game he's ever 35, played. Thirty five. It's got to be thirty five degrees ish. I was uh, surprised to find a little snow in the backyard when yeah. I got home last night. Oh, yeah. A little, 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 uh, yeah. little uh, snow out there. It's coming. Not ready. All right. We're going to step aside here for a moment. When we come back, we'll uh, continue on with the Patriots pregame show, which is fueled by Duncan. By the way, Patriots fans, it's always game on with Duncan. So kick off the action with the official coffee of the New England Patriots. It's the most important game day ritual because it's the perfect way to tackle game day. However you're spending it. We all know the best call for football is Duncan. America runs on Duncan. TouchView Interactive is here to support your hybrid learning, distance learning, and video conferencing needs with easy-to-use tools that allow end users to collaborate, interact, and present seamlessly. TouchView Interactive offers a comprehensive line of accessories and software to support your audiovisual needs. Outfit your classrooms and presentation spaces with the future of interactive display technology. Visit touchview.com for more info. Offered by The Oakers Company. Celebrating 100 years of service and support. Football's back and it's time to go big. Pepsi pull pork sandwiches are game day greatness. Now we're ready for game day. Check out some more awesome recipes on madeforpatriotswatching.com. Johnny, you phonic. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Oh, is that like an adorable Australian way of saying air conditioning? <laughs> Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. You going to eat that cruller? I love the cruller. Do you? Oh, crullers are great. You know why I like the crullers? Soft and doughy, airy. Well, they're airy. Yeah. And and if you look at the calorie count when you're in the dunk in the cruller, a little less. Oh, it's a little bit. It's a lot less in some cases. You know, I love that blueberry cake donut. That Ooh, that like, one take you. That's How, like four hundred calories. How about the uh, the coffee cake muffin too? That one's like six seven hundred calories. Right, Ooh. right. But that crawler, like two hundred, maybe done. No Would you problem. Like to sample a warm French baguette. <laughs> Jacoby getting the arm warmed up. Uh, let's see. We haven't seen him throw in a few games. <laughs> Maybe that's back on the table today. Wow. We talked about the trick plays for this team as if it was just part of the offense and just look for it week in and week out. This is now part of what they do. When's the last time we saw a trick play? Yeah, it's, well, it's been a couple weeks, I think. That's I can't remember. Yeah. Maybe the uh, the one to Aguilar, from Bourne to Aguilar. Is that Cleveland? 
Yeah, that was something else. That was the one thing I disagreed with uh, with Archie on yesterday when he said that the Patriots have revitalized Aguilar's career. I'm like, <laughs> nope, wrong. Uh, I'm out of. He co- would know Aguilar <laughs> from the Philly days. Yeah, ah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, was he? One. Was he? Yeah. And Aguilar. He's not, yeah, he's not had a revitalized season. No. he had his best season of his career last year. He actually, did. He yeah, did. and he's uh, he hasn't stunk. No. But he hasn't been. He hasn't stunk. He's been fine. No, He's been I, fine. But I, re- I, I don't see it as a, as a revitalization. I'm with you. Yeah, I really thought. Sorry, that, uh, Archie. That touchdown that he had last week was was some of the speediest I've seen him run. That was one of you know he didn't get touched on that one. That was that was some good little. There speed would have had to have been someone there to touch him. <laughs> but his acceleration. There was no one right through there. the middle of the defense. <laughs> But I, I, I'm excited about Ramondre, in, in all and, seriousness, yeah. like, you know, Snarky Paul chimes in every once in a while. Did Show. you see those next-gen stat things that, you know, I always mock? Yeah. That was the most open a player was all season in the NFL. Good that, grief. That touchdown. Mac found him. I believe oh. he had 14 yards of separation. 14 oh, they, I thought yards. they couldn't create separation. I, I, that's all I hear. Well, when you're not covered, you, <laughs> can, you, said, you, you can separate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cornerback or corner gone says Justin in Orlando have your opinions of franchising or re-signing J.C. Jackson changed as the season progresses hard to see the Patriots improving next year no matter what upgrades they draft or sign a wide receiver offense tackle linebacker without bringing back J.C. a rookie cornerback won't be ready to be a a starting quarter and I'm not sure bringing in a top corner will be as effective as just bringing back JC it did take Gilmore about a full season to acclimate to the needs of the position in New England I don't think it took that long I share your reservations with JC long term but I don't see a better solution and there's no depth behind him Justin in Orlando it's a great it's a great question and we've gotten we've started to get into it a little bit already and I feel like the 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 period between when the Patriots season ends and free agency that's that's going to be the main topic of conversation and I I mean I think it's just a, a matter of how much is he going to handicap you I mean if you can only re-sign him and you got to let McCordy, Adrian Phillips and Dante Hightower go you know it, like and I know it's not ever apples to apples like that but I, I think that that's part of the consideration is is how much space do you have how much do you you know put value in him like that I mean there's no question he's continues to make plays on the ball it's it's not an accident he's he's a guy who as they played more zone he just he continues to produce no matter you know Gilmore hasn't been here at all this year and he's he's played he's had another great season um so I agree it's a it's a really hard decision and and I mean I love the player I just I think at the end of the day if you ask me if I think he's going to be here next year I would say probably not has your opinion changed no mine hasn't either no um, I know. I mean, I feel like he's outpriced himself to even, you know, if he had a pretty good season, and then I feel like they maybe could have played ball with him. But I, I think teams understand what what he's doing. I it's mean, how it's can a you tough not? one. And Fred has been trumpeting the other side of this. You know, he's been going against you and I. Yep. Um, you know, throughout the the season, I I still feel that J C Jackson's a good player. I, I don't feel like he's a great player. I know a lot of people think I'm wrong, and they think I'm being stubborn. Probably true. It's probably accurate. I am being stubborn. I don't see the same way that you do in terms of making plays on the ball. I think he has good hands, and he catches it when it's thrown to him. I, don't, I haven't seen him really, you know, undercut a route or you know do those kinds of things that that sometimes you see. It doesn't matter. He makes he, he's he's got uh, as many turnovers as as any other cornerback in the time that he's been in the in the league he's been a productive player for them i just would not break the bank for it i just i, I don't trust my eyes 
um, with some of that stuff, Paul, because I'm not watching the All-22 and even, you know, here at the games, I'm not watching J.C. Jackson's coverage on the balls that don't get thrown his way. So I don't know, you know, how good he is. Uh, and and I, I hate to leave it up to someone else's analysis, but sometimes they have to. You know, I got to do it for offensive linemen all the time, and then sometimes I got to do it for corner. I, I, I literally don't know how good he is with without you know because you look at the interception numbers mm-hmm. and it's not it, it's not a great way of telling or right I, I think you know, I was really surprised you you mentioned those Thursday games right and I was surprised like it seems like everybody that picked off a pass it was like their fifth interception in the season hmm. and he's he has what six I think so yeah right like so like there's other guys that are intercepting passes that they're just not the same guy right you know like it is with him um I in full disclosure, I'm going to say this. We're going back 10 years or so now. I, I kind of thought similarly about Asante Samuel. I thought he was a good player. I didn't want the Patriots to lose him because I thought they needed him. But I didn't think he was a stud. I didn't think he was, like, if he was going to get paid as a top corner, I thought that he probably would, would go some. But then he did go somewhere else, and he continued to be yeah. a top corner. So he was better than I thought he was. Yeah. And while the and maybe JC Jackson, yeah, and maybe JC Jackson will be the same years. way. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great comparison. Um, and and I think, you know, for me, over the last ten years, they've kind of signaled that we need at least one real good man shutdown corner, and we're willing to pay. I agree to get that guy. So they're they're signaling that, which which I mean, it seems like ever since like, they bring it up all the time, Talib arrived. That that's just been they a focus. chased Samuel until they they traded for Talib, and then yeah. Talib ended up leaving shortly thereafter. So like yeah. the, the, it's been an issue, and since they got Darrell Revis in fourteen, they've always had that guy. Yeah, right. And but I still I still kind of feel in my heart as as a football watcher that that I like the front seven. I feel like that's where it starts, and I think if you've got disruptive guys like Barmore, like Judon coming back and, and continue to ascend, that I, I think that they can spend their money, spread it around a little bit more. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And, and like Paul pointed out, 2008, 2009, 2010, they real struggled in, with the secondary and coverage and trying to find Terrence Wheatley's and Jonathan Wilhites and right. cycling through Ross all those Dowling. guys, Rasai Dowling. Rasai Dowling. And, and they paid for it. Uh, you know, I, I mean, those, you look at how those years ended, 10, 11. And that's another point in, the fa- in, in Fred's side because you're right, Mike. That, like you think about all of the different draft picks they've used, you know, early draft picks on, on cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. And it's not just going back to the the Wheatleys and the Will Heights and the Dowlings. It's the Duke Dawsons and the Juwan Williams. Like they have not. So to sit, it's easy for me to say, well, you just you draft one high and you plug them in. Whereas the the track record has said they struggle to draft one high, right? Yeah, that can play, right? Yes. And that's so. what they did with Dowling. They drafted him at what thirty third overall, yep. and and put him right in. Right. I mean, th- and, started and his did first not work. game. Yeah, you know, I I'm just now picking up on this. You know, for as much of a a defensive guy as Deuce is, he's really more of a front seven guy. Oh yeah, (laughs) I I, like this just now dawned on me. It's like he loves blocking and such. Yeah, (laughs) uh, safeties, corners, nah, not so much. I really want to talk about the guys. The guys that decide the games. Don't worry about it. You got a D tackle. I am what I am. Mike <laughs> likes his front seven. He loves the front seven. I like the well, big D. JC <laughs> seemed to, he's saying all the right things right now. Last week he's oh, talking yeah. about how he loves loves being a patriot. Loves, loves being a patriot. Hopes he's here for a long time. 
I do too. I, at the very least, I would like to see them franchise him next year. I want more, one more year with J.C. Jackson. But um, yeah, I, 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 I will not, not be upset at all if they decide to break the bank on him. Upset? Um, uh, no, I won't be upset if they if they break the bank. Uh, uh, will I be upset if he leaves? Yeah, because I I think it's it. Uh, I think it's important to the Patriots. Forget about what's important to me. It's important to the Patriots. You've got the guy. Figure out a way to keep him here. That'd be fun. Let's do that. All right, Nate in Florida, you'll be up next when we come back after this very short break. And uh, we'll also do the Sunday six-pack. Thank you to Bridgestone, the official tire of the New England Patriots, proudly sold at Sullivan Tire. Visit SullivanTire.com for locations and offers. That looks awful. Football's back, and it's time to go big. Pepsi pull for sandwiches are game day greatness. Now we're ready for game day. Check out some more awesome recipes on madeforpatriotswatching.com. An active lifestyle means you never stop moving. That's why only Theragun devices are designed to release your body's deepest muscle tension. So you can do the things you love. Land that pose. Hit that final rep. Taste success. And do it all over again. You only have one body. Make it a Therabody. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Mike, I'm when you was taking reps at right tackle. You so interrupted me for offensive line. My, my sorry, my bad. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Back on the pre... up. Uh, Back on the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. I tell you what, this Thanksgiving, don't sleep on uh, what a taxing holiday it is. You know, for, for you know whether you're traveling, whether you're just staying home, it takes a lot out of a person, doesn't yeah. it? Traveling, dealing with the kids, cooking, leftovers. Even if you just stay home and you're just doing a big, me- I don't know, it's something about that extra. That extra day thrown in there and just, uh, you know. you got to occupy the kids. Oh, boy. That kind of stuff. Thanksgiving, not a holiday for kids. <laughs> the kids do not care about the Thanksgiving dinner, I think, for the most part. Your kids are a little bit older, at least one of your kids a yeah, little bit older Yeah, and I was surprised with how much Will in particular um, liked because my, my mother, you know, set up uh, a nice little package for us. Nice. Uh, and I was surprised how much Will really liked it because I agree. I think. Thanksgiving dinner is uh, – I love Thanksgiving. I don't really love the meal. I don't – as a rule, I am not a let's sit down and let's eat for hours type of person. I have said this many times in the past. If I could have most days three bowls of human chow, I would do that just to get – so I can continue doing whatever I have to do. Now we have to sit down. Now we have to do this. Now, Do we? Do we really have to? 
I just need the sustenance. I just need the fuel so I can go do some more stuff. You're not a big, like, I finish eating, I'm going to sit here and drink a decaf coffee for the next 45 minutes kind of a guy? Because that's uh, not me at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> that drives me crazy. No. And, and you know, Thanksgiving for all the buildup and the hours of preparation I eat in 20 minutes <laughs> right. like I do any other meal. You know, and I'm all done now. Yeah. Now what? I stack up the desserts, though. That's that's kind of the uh, – uh, let, let's just go with a giant dessert plate. That's what Well, I that's like. when the the – coffee comes out yeah. with dessert yeah, I don't like that. you don't like that there's a special <laughs> kind of feeling I, I like my family nothing in the world can buy when they pass around the coffee and the pump can pie right <laughs> oh yeah uh let's go to nate in florida before what i'm quoting a song morell oh do you oh do you know does nate in florida know or do you only know about wide receiver depth nate what is it i have um two questions <laughs> okay number one not playing the reindeer um, games. Uh, from, what I, from what I saw, the Titans only have one good cover linebacker, and they'll probably go on Hunter Henry. So does that mean this will be like a big game for John Smith, maybe? I don't think so. I think their safeties are pretty good, too. I think yeah, they'll safeties use their are safeties on, uh, on those guys. That's, I, I mean, I actually think that's one of the more you know, challenging matchups for the Patriots with, with Bayard and Henry down in the red zone. I think that that's, a, that's something they could really look to take away. So that, that's kind of why I went with Jacoby, thinking they would get away from the tight ends. I, and I, then, yeah, go ahead. My second question is, do you think, I mean, I remember a few years ago when we played Dallas um, and we beat them, uh, that's kind of like the, a game where you kind of saw like what Jacoby could be. Do you think Christian Wilkerson will have a similar game? Because I, I really like what I saw about him in the preseason. You think like we'll see anything? Maybe not this game, but maybe this season at some point. Um, I, unless somebody gets hurt, probably not. I mean, he he had a pretty good camp, but I think he's right now just a, a practice squad depth player. And unless an opportunity opens up for him, I'm not I'm not sure that there's going to be anything there for him. I mean, he looks the part, but you know. All right, Nate. Appreciate the call. Thanks, buddy. Uh, email here from Justin in Australia. It says, "What's going on, guys? How many sacks for Matt Judon today?" And do you agree with his view on mac and cheese? <laughs> this was another feature story earlier this week. Yeah, yeah. more uh, very important. Hard-hitting journalism. Why Why does Paul hate so many things? <laughs> I understand that you hate a few oh, things. Oh, even that you one got so on my nerves things. this week. The, 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 mac, the incessant but mac and cheese But I don't hate mac things. and cheese. That's Matt Judon who hates mac, mac and cheese. You hate the fact that it was a story. Well, not the fact and that it, it was a story when he said it, because that was funny. That was funny when he said it, and that was that. I mean, you know, you can't just talk about football all week. I mean, that's yeah. that's the kind of fun stuff that makes it, you know, a little bit more palatable. You, you hate that there were ten thousand words written about it <laughs> for five days. <laughs> Everybody, like, okay, I get it. He hates mac and cheese, and he's getting a lot of blowback yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> like, okay. So you're the you're this your guy. This oh, your, oh, my yeah. guy. He's going to have a is big it a game milk, today. Uh, milk Monday. Uh, it's going to be a, it's called. It's going to be a milk Monday tomorrow. And Zolak and Bertram Winovich. If he has a big game, the Patriots will win. There you go. Uh, That's my prediction. I would just say I like mac and cheese, but it's never really been part of our repertoire on Thanksgiving. So I never really considered a Thanksgiving. We meal. never had it as a part of our yeah. Thanksgiving meal. But, but I like it. Uh, when did I have? I had it recently. Oh, I had it for dinner one night. Uh, um, during our vacation and it was at a it was at a nice restaurant and somebody ordered mac and cheese and it was delightful i mean i i i'm not like uh, craft only or no only homemade with this no 
many varieties of mac and cheese, I, I enjoy most of them, unless they put like lobster in That's it. That's what I was going to say. You, There's too you, much of a drive to put like buffalo chicken and, and lobster. I don't and mind the buffalo. And, and, yeah, you know, like, I don't well, need clam mac and cheese, like just mac and cheese. I'm not a seafood guy, but if you want to jazz up your mac and cheese, I'm fine with that. Okay. But I'm also good with Kraft mac and cheese. It's fine. It's just fine. Velveeta in the microwave mac and cheese. Good stuff. Three and a half minutes. <laughs> Kids can make it themselves. Yes, TJ likes to, his mac and cheese. So I'm getting a lot of message here about Drew Bledsoe being in the building. You yes. know, are you allowed legally within 50 yards of him still? Yeah, or I, we, think that, that I, I, I think the uh, the statute of limitations <laughs> has expired on that. <laughs> I just want to see Paul light up. Is like, it, has it not? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Am I still? Should I, I, should I stay in the radio studio? <laughs> I would. I would say just don't Paul, push it. You know the rules. Don't push your luck. <laughs> we'll talk to Roger in Kentucky before we do the Sunday six pack. Roger, what's up, buddy? Hey guys, how y'all doing? Good, good, good. Excellent. Hey, uh, I got a couple score predictions for you. All right. Um, my score prediction is going to be like twenty-seven, seventeen. Uh, Patriots win. Comfortable, comfortable win. My brother is a, a Titans fan. We're about two hours from Nashville. Um, he is he's decided to not watch the game, and he has predicted the Patriots win seventy to nothing. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I think he might be right. Oh, <laughs> that 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 could very well end up being uh, that. I I mean, we've been so off on a couple of these in terms of what we thought was going to be a tight game with Cleveland. You know, games where we thought there was going to be a chance the other team was going to be hanging around, and it just hasn't gone that way. I just think the law of averages are going to are going to catch up at some point, and I'm going to keep predicting predicting that until it happens. Much like I did with you know with the with the Chiefs, thinking at some point they have to start playing like the Chiefs again. And right. I, I I think at some point the Patriots are, are going to have a game, and uh, well, we'll get to it in a moment. But I I believe that day is today. So uh, let's do the Sunday six pack, Matt. This is the Sunday six pack, so kick back and listen to the position. I'm itching to get the picks back. You better bring a big stack. Don't get it mixed, yet. I came to win it. Yeah, this is the Sunday six pack. All right, Sunday six pack. Let's go over what happened last week and uh, where we stand on the season. Matt, take your bow, sir. Hardy six and zero. Oh. Oh. Wow. Followed wow. by Paul four and two. Mike one and five. Unbow yourself, Mike. I don't, how do you go six and zero in the other one, one to five in this one? I don't. Brings the season total for the league, just <laughs> the yes, Patriots. I yeah. guess <laughs> on the season, Hardy thirty six twenty five, Paul thirty and thirty one, Mike twenty five and thirty six. All right, so uh, we head into the one o'clock games. We'll have three of them, but we'll save the Pats for the end. What do we have up first, Matt? The seven and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the six and five Indianapolis Colts. Tampa minus three. What do you think, Deuce? Yeah, I'm going to take Tampa on this one. I, I, I think they're going to shut down Jonathan Taylor. I, I'm not a big Carson Wentz fan when if he doesn't have that explosive run game to lean on. So I'm going to take the Bucks. I'm going to take the Colts to pull off an upset here. I don't think the Bucks have played very well away from Tampa, and I think the Colts are hot right now. We'll see if they can keep it going. My guess is uh, this is the game. You know, the Patriots play the Colts pretty soon. So this is the game Jonathan Taylor will tear, tear his ACL and, and be out of it. <laughs> but you're still taking the Colts to win this one. Right, right. Or It'll be late cover. in the game. Or at least cover. It'll be late in the game. Like Tredavious White, when the game is over, he'll tear his ACL. Gotcha. Like, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, I'm with Deuce. Uh, earlier we had someone asking for uh, some knockout advice, and uh, both Deuce and I, out of the games that this gentleman had available to him, one of them was the Bucks. We said, nah, don't love it, but I'll take the Bucks." And, uh, yeah, I think they win and cover the three. The 5-4 and 1 Pittsburgh Steelers at the 6 and 4 Cincinnati Bangles, Cincinnati 3 and five, uh, minus 3 and a half. 
Pauly Paul. I like the Bengals in this game. I think um, they've been a little up and down as you know teams that are trying to learn how to win often can be, but I think they're a better team than Pittsburgh, and I think they complete the sweep, uh, the season sweep. Yeah, uh, I like the Bengals in this one too, and I know that uh, you know the Steelers for having uh, their struggles this year don't want to be swept by the Bengals. Uh, in a season, but I think it happens anyway, and I, I think the Bengals win by a touchdown today. Yeah, I like that pick too. I'm going with the Bengals. Moving to the 4 p.m. games, the 6-4 and four Los Angeles Chargers at the 5-5 five and five Denver Broncos, the lack minus three. Yeah, I didn't love this earlier when uh, that was another option for our emailer in the knockout, but uh, oh boy. Broncos uh, three-point dogs at home, it's just not enough. You, you, give me give me three and a half, and I'm thinking Denver. But uh, no, I can't do it. I'll I'll lay the three with the Chargers. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same. I I think the lack is two teams kind of crossing each other, one going up, one going down. Right now, I'm, I'm gonna take the lack. Yeah, I like the lack in this one too. Um, I just don't see um, Denver doing enough to uh, to keep up offensively, but. You know, the Broncos' defense has played reasonably well. Maybe they're the latest in the teams to slow down Justin Herbert, but I'm going to go with Herbert. I, this, this game could very, very well end up being a push. Push? Just push. push it real good. Went, yo, 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 baby, Pop. You went yeah, just you. far enough. You should have just pushed just a little bit more. You should have <laughs> just pushed. You pushed just the right amount. <laughs> the 7-3 and three Los Angeles Rams at the 8-3 and three Green Bay Packers. Lar minus one. I don't even know who's up. It's a great game. That's me. Uh, yeah, it is a great game. You've been reading Twitter about Matthew Stafford? Yeah, he got Evidently, lot. he may, he may not Suddenly, make it through the day. He got lots of injuries. He's, a, he's got an arm. He's got a back. He's got yeah. a lot of stuff going on, but was not on the injury report. And Aaron Rodgers got a toe. Uh, choose your... COVID toe. <laughs> it's broken now, apparently. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to take the LAR. Um because I think sometimes those injury things are a little bit overblown. And I, I think Matthew Stafford hasn't played well the last couple of weeks. The Rams haven't played well. They've had a little time to rest. I think he bounces back. Oh, this is tough so spot, tough. Though. This is a tough, tough spot. Tough. It is. At Lambeau. If you, if you go, and by the way, road teams are winning at an unprecedented clip this year. Yes, even better than last year, and everybody chalked up last year <laughs> to the fact that there were no fans in the stands. So the you know, you know the long-held belief that home field was worth three points, a lot of Sharps are thinking that's down to a point. So this game is a pick em. You hear that, Fred? That's what I tried to explain to you last week when you couldn't figure out what I was saying. Or it's actually, you know, two, because the the, the law are lane one. Um I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet against the Packers at home against a banged up Matthew Stafford. I can't do it. I'll take the Packers, uh, getting a point. Sunday night football: the six and five Cleveland Browns at the seven and three Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore minus three and a half. Pauly Paul, yeah. Baker this, Mayfield injury this, too. This should be another good game. I am gonna take Baltimore um, with Lamar Jackson back in the fold uh, to bounce back, but they haven't really. Uh, they have. That's another team that's been completely a mash unit all year. Uh, I think that they will find a way to get this one done, though. I think so too. I think Lamar Jackson uh, likes the idea of playing in a prime time spot and having a good game, and uh, I think they can win that by minimum four, probably more like a touchdown. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm with you guys, though. I, I think Cleveland is getting 
a little stronger at the running back position, which could make it a little bit interesting, but I'm going to go with Baltimore. All right, and finally... The 8-3 Tennessee Titans at the 7-4 New England Patriots. New England minus 7. Patriots win this one today, but I do not like laying a touchdown. Um, I think it's I think it's a little bit too much, even with a banged-up Tennessee team. Um, it's Vrabel. It's, it's, he's, he's had success against this team. I, th- I think the Patriots win today by a final of 24-21. Wow, close. Uh, I, I think the Patriots are going to roll. Uh, I think Tennessee's going to have trouble generating offense against the Patriots' defense. A uh, couple turnovers from Tannehill. I, I think the Patriots roll 28-10. to 10. Oof. Yeah, I, I'm... Initially, when the week started, I picked this. I picked the Patriots to win this game, twenty-three to sixteen. I'm, I'm going to up that a little bit for a couple of reasons. One, uh, we've we've learned more about uh, the scope of the injuries for the Titans. Uh, that's the first and foremost. And also, I don't want to pick a, a push. It's minus seven. I don't want to put it right on the number. So, I'm going to up my score to twenty-seven thirteen, Patriots. Wow. All right. All right. So there we go. Sunday six pack. There in the books. Oh God, Ben Volan, twenty-seven, thirteen, Patriots. It's like I just said it. You want? <laughs> I just, I just said it. Well, where do you think he got his prediction from? Exactly. All right, very good, gentlemen. Let us uh, reconvene here after the game for the Patriots post-game show. We hope that you'll join us then um, here on Patriots.com. We're gonna. Uh, take your phone calls, we'll take your emails, and we will uh, dissect everything that happens today between these two teams. A game that was circled for a lot of people, still circled. You know, a tough ticket to get. Always you know, circled. good Titans yeah. team, but uh, banged up today. And it's gone from the one where uh, you just think that the Patriots uh, hope to get a win to where now got to get a win today against a gotta team get, that get. is banged up as the Titans are. So uh, We will find out if that happens during the postgame show. Again, we hope you join us then. Thanks for listening and watching. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.